Broncos country, let's ride. The following program is a color feature presentation on the HSM Television Network. Live from Atlanta Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, the Ms. Lou Television Network brings you the ninth annual Peach Bowl Football Classic. NBC Sports presents the best of the National Football League. Sports is on the air. The difference in reception will leap to the ear. The best AM sound ever heard. Now it's time for an hour of sports, logos, movies, and other stuff with your hosts, Mike, Andy, and Greg. You're listening to Basically a Sports Show. We now join the following program already in progress. I think it was uh, Zach who posted in our group text. The uh, it's, like, it's like Gary Bettman going, I love you, and the Coyotes local going, like, please let me die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking of the NHL kind of going belly up we we got to talk about these ads guys oh my this, god this is I hate bad it. this is really bad um it's it's i i feel like it's unwatchable like it has rendered a lot of the game unwatchable um, they keep doing the animated overlays in the corners like we saw in that thing i sent yesterday that's a bridge too far for me like i said i don't want to watch fucking cartoons while i'm watching a hockey game and that's what it felt like it's too much visual stimulation right. like it, it makes my eyes hurt does it make anyone else's eyes hurt you can't as a human being it's damn near impossible to not notice something moving while you're watching something else well, you, you've got these animated board ads but you're also trying to follow the puck you right. know the game and it, it, it's just too much it's it's I, it should be a like that that should be done with after this. And because year. everything is broadcast in HD now, you're seeing everything in like bright, clear, like well, the, the better big, definition than your eye than real life, and it's just and the big excuse they're gonna go they keep coming back to is well the players don't see it it doesn't create a com- competitive disadvantage it's like uh, well you know you know what else brings you a lot of revenue uh, my eyes on the TV you right. know like this this is this is not sustainable. If you if your ad if I won't watch your game because your ad is distracting to me that's not the goal here the goal here is to get me to watch the game and see the ad and say I want to buy that product and right now I, I when I first heard about this I thought it was going to be basically just an overlay say that a local restaurant is sponsoring uh, a Coyotes game we'll go for an example because I doubt they get anything bigger than that <laughs> and on the national and the and the regional broadcast they were going to replace that with say a Toyota ad sure just just basically it would look like a, just a, a board ad except the wrong one and you'd only know the difference if you were at the arena and then I saw the thing yesterday and I'm like oh my god this is horrible yeah it, it, it's just it's just too much going on. And it's hockey. It's not like everybody's just standing. Baseball, you might be able to get away with that because everybody just stands there anyway. But when you're watching hockey, which is a pretty fast game, and they go into the corner, and all of a sudden this giant fucking puck comes out from behind the net and comes around the other way, from the, it's just it's just like enough. I, I can't watch this. Like with, I mean, with baseball behind home plate, I, I know the Cubs have like, it's, it's a green screen, essentially, just a big green rectangle. And they'll put stationary ads behind the batter. Um, and yeah, that's, that's reasonable because they're stationary and it, when it changes, there's no transition. It just changes. Right. Uh, you know, and that was kind of what I was expecting. I was expecting to be certain panels on the boards that were going to be like, you know, clearly a, a shade of blue or something to where they would just superimpose whatever, you know, on occasion it'd be, you know, Toyota logo or this, but no, it's like a fucking like gif, you know, moving across the entire goddamn board. It's like um, those like the screens they have around the the middle of the arena, like between decks. You know what I'm talking about? The big yeah, 
yeah, it's all yeah. the way around. It, it does shit like that where it spins. It, it's, it was oh my god, it, it was horrible. It reminds I me. It. it reminds me of like when uh, Marty McFly goes to the future, and there's just like shit happening and projecting from all the buildings. It's like we're in the future now. Look at all these yeah. hologram type things. It's like that. Only it's. It's it's I don't know I I it's so embarrassing because not only like are they slow like every team in the fucking league is gonna have a helmet and a ad patch next year it's gonna happen um, and I I feel like we're slowly reaching the point of no return um it, we all we all were terrified it was gonna happen but it's it's starting to like I well I, like like I said in our group text I knew it was coming but the moment it came home to me. And God, I'm speaking very reverently of the Montreal Canadiens for a Leafs fan, but like yes, you are. when I saw that uh, Hab sweater, like the red Hab sweater, the iconic Canadian sweater yeah. with that RBC patch, I was like, like, this is Armageddon, like, like, like to, to, to hockey. That sweater is to hockey. What the Yankees pinstripes is to baseball. Like this is the iconic sweater that like defined the game's lore. And it's now got a fucking sponsorship patch on it. And I don't, I don't look, I have no use for the New York Yankees at all, but watching them play the Clevelands, the fact that even there's a Nike swoosh on that Jersey drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's no different than say the, uh, the patch that the Canadians wear or the safe white that the blue jackets wear, whatever, but it's every, and every team has it, but it just seems so noticeable on the Yankees Jersey. Whereas the Clevelands, I'm like, I'm sure it's in the same exact spot. But you just don't notice it. Well, first it's a red jersey, and maybe it blends a little better. But on that Yankees jersey, it just sticks out like a sore thumb, and that's just a little Nike swoosh. So I can't. I, I know what you mean by it, it doesn't. It, it's not about the, that jersey needs to be left alone. Same with the Canadians, Blackhawks, all the classics, Rangers. Just fuck off and leave them alone. They make enough money on their own. They don't need this. Yeah, yeah like like the Montreal Canadiens are one of the richest teams in the NHL. Like. They don't need an RBC sponsorship. They just don't. Like I don't. Uh, it's it's just disheartening. I mean, uh, and they look at it as free money. That's all it is. You know, it's like that's yeah. just why not? This is a few million dollars we didn't have before, and the you know fans don't like it. They can suck it. You know, I mean, there's well, well, yeah. then you, well, then you get, but then you get to like the board ads, and the board ads are legitimately making me uncomfortable watching, and I don't mean uncomfortable uncomfortable from like a moral perspective i'm just talking about like it hurts yeah. my eyeballs to watch to watch and i promise you the one that we watch where the puck comes around from behind the net as the guy skating in mm-hmm. that's by design that's to get you to notice it because it of wouldn't course. just happen it was too per i mean maybe it was just a coincidence but i it's just uh well i don't think they're going to get the desired effect by going that route with these ads if you want to go with the overlays okay i'm not crazy about it but at least they're stationary and they're not distracting because i don't know the difference i'm not in wherever that game was but this is ridiculous it's just absurd like it, it's it's like if you're you're watching a baseball game and somebody hits a deep fly ball and you're watching the outfielder try to make a play on it but on the wall behind the outfield or where the, you know, there normally be like a green mat or whatever. It's just a bunch of fucking cartoon ads playing. And it's like, yeah. well, I'm, I'm trying to watch this play, this really exciting moment. And, you know, I don't want to sit here and have my attention taken away from the game by whatever bullshit advertisement is, you know, goofing around in the background there. It's, it's unacceptable. Like, I, I think that we've, you know, we're generally already 
ex- whoa, extremely tolerant of and forgiving to these the horrible trend of ads intruding oh, on uniforms. Oh, 100% because because this whole thing has brought up a conversation with my dad and my dad has has been going like you know, when I was like your age, like you want to know what was on the boards and the ice? Nothing. Like we, there were no ads anywhere. And so he was, he found my position of like, oh, when the ads were just, you know, static, I'm like, I was fine with that. And he, and he's like, well, yeah, you're fine with that. But that was like intrusive to me. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you, you kind of look at that in, you know, in perspective and you go like, wow, like just by, having it just be that way like yeah we are far too willing to acquiesce to this which makes the idea that they're pushing further with it all the more enraging it's like didn't you have enough when we were all okay with your ad spam that's that's what the the thing that really i I think we all kind of felt it after i sent it was the the old old miss helmet sponsorship Right. Yes. Like that, that to me felt like, like, I mean, yeah, we've, we've talked about how like the NBA and the NHL were sort of like the beginning of the end when old miss had a fucking sponsored helmet. It feels like, Oh no, this was truly, this is the like turning point where it starts yeah. to go to hell. Yeah. And that helmet had the actual real tree logo on it too. Yeah. It was, yeah. there's a guy I follow on Twitter. Uh, he goes by football helmet guy. I don't know if you guys follow him. And <laughs> I does a lot of helmet stuff and all that. Anyway, you don't said, say, yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> I'd hope he'd hope he would. Anyway, go ahead. oddly enough, he talks movie reviews. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no, he was he was he brought that up and he said that he thought these helmets were cool. I said, he said, but I don't understand the reasoning behind them. I said, well, they were they're paid advertisement. Well, I hadn't heard that, so I sent him a link from the mothership and all that stuff, and and just uh, and then I, I did a little research on it, and it turns out that RealTree and Old Miss have had a long term relationship, and this is just kind of like the consummation of it, basically. Mm, okay. Like there'd always been money involved with the school and probably stadium signage and all that stuff, but this was like where we went, okay, you know what? We're just going to go all in here, put the fucker right on the helmet, and give us some money, and that's yeah. exactly what they did. You got it's, se- uh, it's horrible. You got to separate church and state. You know, I mean, the, 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 yeah. these institutions are making so much money they they certainly don't need this they don't need that crap to to i mean i mean fuck uh uh brett Favre was helping old miss you know defraud welfare recipients out of <laughs> millions of dollars so they really need the real tree sponsorship on top of that well that's my thing too is that if you go this far with this where you start allowing well, we saw what was what the stupid coach thing brought to you. That kind of went away, thank God. I think. Yeah, we, I haven't heard anything about anything like that in a long while. Yeah, I, I think that didn't fly, and maybe it's because people went, "What the hell is this?" and kind of blew back against it. And maybe that's what we need to do with this, where it's like, you know, enough with the. I like Mike said, the, the Canadians are one of the richest teams, probably in all of sports. Why do you need an ad on your jersey? I, I, you want to make a lot more fans go, yeah, we we don't need this shit. We're the Montreal Canadiens. Fuck off. We're not putting an Arby's patch on our jersey. Sorry. Or Tim Hortons or whatever. So I just uh, yeah, no, I no. kind of lost my train of thought there. But right. No, I was going to say, you start allowing, say, Realtree to buy space on a helmet for a game. It's not that far to go from that to, well, you're recruiting this guy, but he doesn't fit with the the demo that we're going for, or he doesn't fit the image we're trying to present with Realtree. And I mean, where does it stop? Yeah. Is my yeah. question. Nothing is sacred. That's, 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 you know? that's a thing with, with a lot of advertising. That's why you see a lot of places won't take it or they don't because they don't want to be influenced by the advertisers saying, well, we don't like this because it doesn't fit with our brand. And that's what's going to happen next. 
It's just a matter of time. It will happen at some point down the road. You're going to see an advertiser go, this team is not acting in a way that is, is continuous with our brand. Therefore, we've got a problem. And the team will undoubtedly go, well, fuck it. Get rid of this guy because we need the money, which you really don't. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just I'm just trying to like partition my outrage, you know, like because <laughs> I feel like, you know, anytime something like this happens, I immediately get a sinking feeling and feel like, you know, everything's fucked and it's all falling apart. But um, I, it's going to be it, it's going to be a slow, slow burn. And, you know, I'm still kind of reeling from I got to spend a lot of quality time with my younger brother past few days, past week or so. And we were watching uh, the Cardinals game and uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, they, they're in the all-black um, Oh, they're stupid black helmets. Yeah. Black helmets, whole, whole works. The broke-ass and, 90s Falcons. Right. And I was explaining why I thought it was a terrible look. And basically, his response was, you're old. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and I, for, I mean, I, I kind of was like, I was like, dude, I'm not that old, but like, it's he didn't really when I was trying to explain to him like, hey, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, they're a red and like crimson team. They have a very storied history and they're the stuff. oldest team in the league. Right. Like they go back they, like a hundred years. And like if if they they had their they had their 100th anniversary in the late 90s. Yeah. Like that's how old they are. Like like if any team could get away with a plain white helmet with a gray face mask, it's them. Yeah. But it's just it's just all lost, you know. All he says is these are you know these are fire. Those those are great. I think they're the best uniform set they have. And it's like, you know, I have to basically what I feel when I hear something like that is that the future is now fucked as well. Because eventually, like nothing uniform wise means anything. People's priorities have changed to where, you know, I don't think there's you know as the NFL and as these other major billion 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 dollar leagues all kind of realize like, hey, did you guys know that we could just throw ads all over the fucking place and no one is going to care? Then they'll just go full bore like, fuck it. Just change it all. Ads everywhere. Because it's not going to outrage anybody. I don't want to add to the gloom and doom, but I've been a NASCAR and racing fan my whole life. And I think I posted this on the boards that the ads never bothered me because I'm used to them. Because it's been that way my whole life. Where... The guy would get out of his car, man, the Miller draft uh, Toyota ran great today or the M&M's Toyota ran great today or the Harley Davidson Ford ran, and that and everything sponsored to the hill. I get it because NASCAR is a sport where you have to have that. There is no sport. That's racing. But I don't know if, if it's gotten worse or it stayed the same over the years. But the thing is, is that as if you started watching that and looked at it purely from the how many ads are out there, it would you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't keep track. And I'm just used to it. And I'm thinking this is going to happen eventually with sports, with other sports, with baseball, hockey, basketball, football. In 50 years, if we were around to see it, we'd look at the at the ice or the court or the field and go, oh, my God, look at how crazy this has gotten. And they're going to be like, oh, we're used to, we don't even notice it. Yeah. And that, that's what I think is going to happen. Probably. I mean, the the whole idea, like with NASCAR, I any anything that like is it comprised of like individuals like a NASCAR thing. I could totally get that because it's like, oh, you know, uh, uh, Dale Jr.'s going with M&M's this year. And here's the, you know, um, here's the chassis for what that's the, that paint job. Oh, OK, that's unique to right. him this year. Whereas like if 
you know, the Yankees were like, yeah, we're going with uh, Red Bull this year. So we'll just have Red Bull caps and uh, sleeve patches and we'll have a little New York Yankees logo like on the pants or something <laughs> like that's that's my fear is that all these logos are going to be the, the classic looks classic colors they are all going to be subjugated to a like tertiary logo designation while the sponsor becomes the brand becomes the colors becomes yeah, if the you uniform look up design. a NASCAR cup car you will find the NASCAR logo is a little I don't know probably something you could stick on the back window of your car most people would even notice it yeah Amongst all the other stuff. But the thing, I guess you made a good point there. You made a good point there. I don't mean I guess you did. I mean, you made a good point. NASCAR is really good at integrating the sponsorship into the car, the car's paint, paint scheme. Yeah. Really good at it. They can make some really cool looking stuff. You're not going to get that in the NFL. You're not going to have the Cleveland Browns come out wearing black and yellow because they're getting sponsored by, well, what is that company? A black and yellow company like DeWalt, the yeah. tool place. Sure. That's not going to happen. So you're going to get this ugly-ass black and yellow patch on a brown and orange football uniform, and yeah, it's it's bad. I, I mean, I would like to think there's going to be, you know, there's always push and pull and ebb and flow with these kind of things. I'm kind of hoping that, you know, the ad craze will at, at some point reach a level of unpopularity to where it'll be more fashionable to simplify uniforms again. I I don't know. It's It's clearly like... They clearly don't give a shit about the their own aesthetics right now. So, um, let's let's talk about something a little happier, uh, maybe. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, we've we've kind of you know covered some old ground here um, to start the show, but um, it's weird for me to say that hockey is back, but it is. Um, I'm still adjusting to it being back. But have you guys seen um, the Sharks' new jerseys in action? No, uh, I I. I mean, I have the opinion overall, I like them. Like, they're not, the new look isn't perfect, in my opinion, but overall, I do like what they've done. I've just seen the stuff you guys have sent. Oh, I haven't okay. seen them in action yet, no. No, it's, it's, yeah, so they're fine. The road look is way better uh, than the home look. Yeah, I agree with, but. Uh, to, to me, like, the biggest problem isn't even necessarily with the jerseys. I think the jerseys are are pretty perfect, honestly. Like, in terms of what they're trying to accomplish, uh, they got rid of the orange and the striping, which was long overdue. Yeah. Uh, you know, the striping isn't an exact replica of the throwbacks, but it's it's pretty close. They lightened the teal to be closer to the throwbacks. They reintroduced that awesome alternate shark fin, you know, logo. Right. Um, all in all, everything is pretty much, you know, uh, an A plus in my book. The jerseys are fine. To me, the problem is that they went with teal pants and yeah. teal helmets. Like, yeah, like th they should have just gone with black. Correct. Yeah. Which is weird for me. You know, it's it's odd in some ways. I feel like sometimes we talk out of both sides of our mouths when it comes to black in <laughs> uniforms because, you know, like we just said, like 15 minutes ago, Cardinals going all black bad. Sharks need more black good. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, it, you know, it makes sense in a way. Um well, didn't the Sharks have black for a very long time? It was part of the original scheme, yeah. Right, so the Cardinals, I, I guess you could say the stripe on the logo was part of it. Or maybe the stripe, I think the pants stripe had black in it for a time. Yeah, and I mean, the, the logo but, itself. But come on, it's, the, it's not, the, yeah, it's not the same. I mean, the logo itself has black, you know, I mean, it's in the outline. But, you know, again, like you said with the Browns, yeah. like, you, you don't, just because, you know, one thing is thus doesn't mean the other thing must be hence or something, you know, some poetic language. Right. Um, 
But yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm still feeling um I'm I'm still feeling football though right now. Let's let's we got we could probably got well, lots of hockey well, talk. You want to do future. a little segue from uniforms? I just got to say again, Atlanta Falcons. <sighs> you were in the fucking room. They said you can have this or you can have this. Oh my God. You can have the two-inch putt that will win you the Masters for the next five fucking years. <laughs> or you can take your putter and knock the ball into the sand trap and set the course on fire. And you're like, you know what? Give us the fucking sand trap and the fire. I, I, I saw those uniforms just today. I'm like, my God, what were you thinking? Beautiful. Just a beautiful I, look. I'm sorry, but if you are a person listening to this show, if you're in the sound of my voice, and you say, I like the new current Falcons, Falcons uniforms better than the throwbacks they wore yesterday, I have no fucking use for you. None. Period. Sorry. The throwbacks look so nice. Oh my god, they're beautiful. Just so beautiful. nice. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And the Falcons. What the hell's going on? With, I don't even know about the NFL anymore. The Giants <laughs> are five and one. Yeah. Uh, the Jets. But and I'm sure you enjoyed this, Andy. Went to Lambo and they just kicked the shit out of the Packers. I enjoyed just, that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was just well, the Packers deserve it for those uniforms they wore. My God. True. Hell, they looked like John Deere or something. Yeah, it, they look like uh, the Packers yesterday look like um, like if we, if you were watching a movie about the future and it's like this is what the twenty ninety nine Green Bay Packers look like. Like that's to me what I thought because it's supposed to be some throwback, but on the on you know on video it looks just like somebody who like doesn't know what the Packers like if an alien tried to recreate the Packers uniform, right? Um, or if you didn't have the license for the Packers uniforms and you're yeah. making a movie, that's what they would look like. Right. Yeah, they- it's just a bad, I mean, it's a bad look, but yeah, like nothing makes sense in the NFL. Um, both the, both New York teams are above 500 for the first time in like 20 years, it feels like. I feel like it's my entire life, but I could be wrong about that. Um, <laughs> the Phillies yeah. are there. The Vikings are five and one. Well, that, that's what I was going to bring up tonight. If you want to, we can do this. Kind of go over the teams with the like. Yeah, let's who, do it. Who's legit? Who isn't? Uh, Look, you know, I'm I, not feeling too great about my team, uh, but I am solaced by the fact that I think all of our teams are pretty much shitting the bed. So at least I'm not alone in, in my misery. Yeah, all I'm right. going to see if I can figure this out. All right, while, so uh, so we're going into week seven. Let's review. You want to just go division by division here? And yeah, yeah. Okay. I was go. trying to see if. Oh, there we go. I can do that. Hold on a second. I'm going to. Uh, I can't. I can't do it by week. Never mind. I was going to try to go back and see compare last year at this time to see if there's any outliers where we thought at the time they were really good, but I, I can't figure out how to do it. So what is? Well, yeah, division by division. So let's, let's start with our friends in the AFC South who are in the news. Uh, would Jack Easterby getting fired or whatever it was? So <laughs> like, I, has he been fired? Is that official yeah. yet? Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. what? I guess what the story was. Uh, 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 Grimma Wormtongue's been expelled <laughs> from Rohan. <laughs> from Rohan. The the. So I guess he was basically like. Uh, uh, I mean, this is. I mean, he's been doing this for years, but I guess he he leaked stuff to the media constantly, and was like made a lot of enemies and meddled in things outside of his station for far too long. And finally, I guess somebody got the got the nerve to say, you know what, just just fucking tell your story. Well, I mean, also the team's been dog shit since he like got there. Like, like this is a team that, granted, they never really did anything in the playoffs, but at least they were regularly making the playoffs. And since he's gotten his claws in, they've degraded. So. Yeah, I don't. They're they're bringing up the rear of the AFC South. 
The uh, the Jaguars Which is already not a great division. No, so that's to why be I want... the worst ones in that division is. Yeah, eee, I kind of wanted it. That's an oof. That's why I wanted to get out of the way because it's mostly just shit. Like the Jaguars are, you know, I think they're probably better than their record. They're well, two and well, four. The Jaguars, the Jaguars are this weird team where it's like the season starts and you go like, oh man, they're actually doing pretty well. Like they might be surprised, like like sneaky good, and then they like shit the bed, and it's like, oh well then. Maybe they're just bad. Like uh, I, I, the arrow's pointing up. You know, I yes. feel like they definitely compared to the Urban Meyer years, things are trending well, positively. I mean, that's just a given. You know, I mean, you, <laughs> the arrow must be up after the, the Urban Meyer thing. But I mean, they. I feel but like they coach them after Urban Meyer, and they would be pointing up with the arrow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's just a matter of I think they got a really great young base, and you know, they may compete for the division next year i don't know this year is possible i mean there's lots of season left that they could be in the in the yeah. conversation but uh you know right now they just feel a, a might bit incomplete they need just like one more you know very um very talented uh, having, skill a, player. having a, a baseline competent football coach does wonders yeah. for an organizer who, who knew uh, it just occurred. It's, I mean, it's six games into the season. It's only one more than usual, but eleven games left still sounds like a lot. Yeah, there's a shitload of football left. Yeah. A lot of time for injuries and all sorts of crazy yeah, bullshit. Right? Uh, the Colts are around, existing. They are three, two, and one. Hey, the the, the the Indianapolis Colts won the worst football game ever played. That's got to count for something. Oh my god. I don't know what that. Oh, I think we all watched most of that disaster, yeah. right? Oh, oh yeah. No, no. I by by the. By the end, I was sticking with it purely out of ma- masochism. Like, exactly. You just, you just, you're in it now, and you got to. Yeah, I've, I've, I've already. I've already. It's like when it got to overtime. Like some people were going. Like I saw some people uh, in my circle were like, uh, I, "I'm not watching this shit." Like I'm not watching more of it. I'm like, no, I've already wasted three hours watching <laughs> right. this garbage. Like I'm, 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 I'm staying through to the end. Like. <laughs> Bailing on it is easy. Staying through to the end is a badge of honor. Right. Yeah, Sorry, and, and, but... and I'm glad I did because it ended so wonderfully. Like <laughs> all Russell Wilson had to do was run the ball, and <laughs> that poor bastard. He's getting dragged everywhere. Well, it's about good. time. He sucks. I it's hate him. Time. And I'm glad that I'm glad that the media finally seems to like understand what we've been saying. I, I guess years. there's a lot of stuff coming out in Seattle since he's been gone. Who, did, who was I listening to? One of the podcasts I listened to, and they said that. Uh, he was like that uncle that you had to pretend you liked at Christmas and Thanksgiving. You're like, hey, how you doing? And in the background, you're going, I hate this fucking asshole. Well, That's like, like, like everyone, everyone on that team hated him, like from what I gather. Yeah, they they, they they would have to go to his agent to reach him. They couldn't text him or call him. They'd have to go. And, really? Uh, yeah. yeah and, oh, wow. Um, and That's then, very uh, Christian-like behavior on his part. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, Richard Sherman in the aftermath of that Thursday oh. night game was just <laughs> you. You need one yard. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks <laughs> from your mistakes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's anyway. Yeah, that was just a horrible, horrible game. And but but I, the the Colts, you know, they're uh, you know, I, I it weirds me out that they're they're actually above 500. They feel like a very bad team. I mean, they are. Matt Ryan is clearly cooked. He's like, he doesn't have. He's going to be that guy like he was yesterday where every once in a while he's going to be able to kind of pull it all back together and have a decent game. And their defense, I think the Colts have a pretty good defense, right? Yeah, it's not not bad, yeah. And the running game is pretty solid. They don't have really any receivers I'd write home about. But 
they can pull it together enough to win some games in that shit division. I'm positive of that. Now, not a lot of games, but maybe well, who knows? The only reason I, I mean, yeah, I mean, the only reason I have any confidence in them to do anything is because that division is so bad that, like, you know, they could probably make noise. But yeah. I mean, the Titans seem like by far the best team in that division, and I don't even think they're good. No, I mean they they've won three straight. I mean they're they're clearly turning it around for a bad start but Mm -hmm. that they are you know an unimpressive you know three and two Um, well i mean well i mean like you just look at for example like like okay this is the afc right so you go to um the week that we just finished right you go to the uh the chiefs and the bills game right we're like this is this is clearly the two best teams in the afc um basically in a shootout that went down to the very end and you go, okay, so this is the 1A and 1B of the AFC. Are, are the Titans on a level to compete with either of these teams? And I don't think they are. I Honestly, so. with the Titans, it depends on the day. If yep. you catch them on a good day, they can probably beat anybody. But Greg, you, your your irrational confidence no. is inspiring, but I, I, I can't go there. No, I don't think this they're very what, good. This is what I've learned over my years <laughs> of irrational confidence with the Titans is that every once in a while, they're like, they're like Matt Ryan. Every once in a while, they're going to show up and be really good. You just can't count on it. That's it. Yep. Simple as that. Uh, let's let's charge your uniforms look good. Let's sh- yeah, do. let's shift over to the uh, let's why not? Let's talk about the AFC West since the Chargers are playing tonight. Um, the Chiefs. Uh, somebody like informed them. It's like, hey, you guys can you you guys are allowed to win football games, and <laughs> and then Pat Mahomes is like, oh right, right. Oh we're, no, no really he went, good. Oh right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, <laughs> go more Kermit the Frog, right. Mike. All right. Let's All go right. play football. Uh, they they are looking very very good. Uh, again, they've uh, they're they're one of those teams where it's. Uh, I mean, they're not like the most dangerous team in the NFL or anything, but like it's it still blows my mind to see Mahomes make some of those plays he makes, where it's like and one street ball kind of thing, where right. I'm just like flabbergasted, like what the fuck are you supposed to do against that? Like you can't defend that. That's just him being. He's doing no look left-handed yeah. shovel passes and just wizard amazing. shit. That is, it's like Pistol Pete, you know, where it's just like, right. how the fuck did you pull that off? You just yeah. have to accept that. Like defenses have to just accept that he'll he'll do some weird stuff. Now, I mean, he's going to give the ball away in the process, but they're a very they're. I mean, they're they should probably win that division. Well, um, I was well, I wanted to to bring that up. Um, I think we were collectively a bit more uh, realistic on the AFC West, but it did seem like at the start of the season, a lot of people were going, that's like, oh, the AFC West, all four of these teams are going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. So the Chiefs are on the level we thought they'd be. The Chiefs are about where we expect. No surprise there. Um, but when you look, it's like, Okay, the Chargers are kind of good, but they're only three and two, yeah. and they feel like they are really underperforming. They, they got a lot of injury problems too. They're... They have, have a lot of injury problems. The, the the Raiders are. I mean, look, you you hire Josh McDaniel as your head coach, you get what you get. Yep. Um, and then the Broncos are. Well, you look, you, know, at, you look at Broncos two and three, and you think, how in the fuck do they win two games? Yeah, and they're two. I see. Uh, their two wins are not impressive at all. No, they beat that. They barely beat the Texans, who, as we discussed, are dog shit. And uh, who was their other win against? I don't even remember. It wasn't uh, it? Was mm. well, I tell you who it wasn't against Seattle. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It's oh, God. So, I, let me see if I can find it here. Go ahead. But, any, but anyway, the point is, 49ers. is that... 40, oh, for, oh, they beat the 49ers? How did yeah. they beat the 49ers? How did the the they manage that? Uh, but, right. anyway, but anyway, the point is, is like this division, which a lot of people were, were building up as like the, the best division in football, has the Chiefs and then everyone else is is vying for a very distant and unimpressive second place. I saw the Chargers against the Browns. Was it last week? Yeah. Well, as, as we said, it. we didn't know what was gonna what was gonna right. win out the Chargering or the Brownsing. And it could have gone on for hours. And both they, teams, they did both, it. Te- both teams desperately tried to lose that game. In a five minute window, they got it all out of the way. Like yeah, we can do this all right now. Run down the list. Boom, 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 boom. We're done. As as you said, Greg, like this this game, the the perfect way for this game would have been to go to overtime. Where both teams just keep missing field goals forever, the forever game. It never ends. Right. I think when these two play each other, they have to just throw out the overtime rules and make it you play until someone wins. Simple as that. And yeah, but um, but clearly the, wins. The Broncos. I, the Broncos won eleven to ten over the 49ers, By the way, <laughs> what the fuck is that score? <laughs> uh, how do you even book, get baby. eleven in the NFL? I don't. <laughs> um, it's Brandon Staley is the coach of the Chargers, right? Is that his name? Yeah, we've got. OK, so 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 this game on Monday night that we're, that's currently going on as we're recording this is is pretty funny because we've got Brendan Staley versus Nate Hackett, which is um, <laughs> quite possibly like, wow, like the chess match of intellectual giants on display here. Uh, <laughs> and, and Russ just got sacked for anybody that's not. Yeah, watching. Well, of course, uh, you're not watching because we're not live. But 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 the thing I think to point out here, um, if we're going to talk about the AFC West, is how hilariously fucked the Denver Broncos are, because uh, Russell Wilson has not been impressive. Um, Geno Smith, his backup, who is now the quarterback for the um, for the Seattle Seahawks, is outperforming him as a QB by nearly every ma- metric. Well, he's yeah. not performing quite a few quarterbacks by so he's having actually. one of the best seasons, uh, season. one of the yeah. best years yeah. of his career. And, 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 and so you look at what the um, uh, what the Broncos gave up. I don't think it's like what they don't have a draft. They don't have a first round draft pick until twenty twenty seven or something. Uh, they they uh, gave him a, 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 a quarter of a a quarter of a billion dollars. Right, he's got a, a contract similar to what the Browns did to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, a quarter of a billion dollars, and they extended him before the season. So, like seven years. Right. Seven year, and you look at what he's done, and it's just been dog shit. Well, it's like we were watching the game Thursday night, and the fans were leaving early. I said they're not leaving; they're going to jump off the roof. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the guy was missing the guy was missing wide open receivers he was overthrowing guys by 10 yards for interceptions like uh, like like all this this bullshit like broncos country let's ride like go fuck yourself like like the, like, th- the, the exposure though i think with with him that we're clearly like bathing in his suffering and misery oh yeah I, like I, 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 i've been having a great time i've never seen anything like the other night when he was in the post conference in uniform after looking like a just total shit shit bag, and he finished his sad little post game with Broncos country. That's right. Like it's just like what what 
what the fuck was that? It, it was very like uh, well, 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 programmed I, I feel, in. I feel like that was the moment where the 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 media, like the sports media, finally picked up what we've been saying about Russell Wilson for years, right. which it, is like he's manufactured. Like he, pro, it, it's like even in a even as Andy said in a post game press conference following a game where he played like dog shit and. You know, you're trying to have this moment where you address the media and be like, yeah, it wasn't great. You know, I didn't play my best game. Even then, he can't stop from going, you know, throwing in his, his stupid little fucking catchphrase. Like, it's- it, 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 and, and you saw that, like, I mean, I want to say the day after, but I immediately switched to ESP to the, to, to the, the Midnight Sports Center after that game. And they had their NFL analysts on who were laughing at that, like what the, like basically going, what the fuck was that? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, these, it's very Manchurian candidate, you know, like the, yeah. the yeah. guy, the guys up there and the, the, this is a room full of reporters like nationwide who have covered hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of football games. And they've heard every sports platitude that you can possibly offer. Yes. And that, I mean, and granted, that's all that he provides. Uh, the, the most vanilla, nothing answers that are all yeah. memorized in his mental clipboard. But like to conclude with what is essentially like an, an advertisement slogan for some whatever, you know, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish with that statement. It it just felt very like robotic, very programmed and like. It's almost well, like I, what what because when I mean, people look for when they look to embrace they want authenticity in that moment, they want him to. Oh, yeah. They want yeah. to see him be like, look, I didn't play my best game. I'm going to work on it. You know, we are going to get through like they want humanity <laughs> of humanity out yeah. of him. And and for him to go like Broncos country, let's ride like just it, it's like it it. it, it it is robotic, like you said, Andy. It's manufactured, and we've been saying that about this guy for years. That he every, is just, every year we've done this show. He I, is I, just a manufacturer. Like he, he has a manufactured persona. He's a like 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 he is just this uninspiring, annoying, fake piece of shit. Essentially, he's an alien. And, authentic. Mm-hmm. If he were just a corny, goofy fuck that was totally 100% authentic, I'd have no problem with it. None. Yeah. But he's so manufactured, right down to the last thing he says. He used to do that with the Seahawks. After every interview, go Hawks, then he'd run off. It's like, just fucking be yourself for five minutes. And then, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, you know, it's just everything about him. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, the Let's Ride uh, fucking uh, <laughs> Green uh, memes. Oh, the, yeah, the, fucking, yeah. the, the memes. Uh, what was it? The, like the, the clip of Austin Powers where he's like backing up and running into the wall. Like, let's ride the ride. Yeah, I, I, my, my favorite one is still the Joker scene from Dark Knight with the subway commercial. That's still my favorite. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's so, it, it's creepy as fuck. You know, with, like, the, the creepy Joker music rising mm-hmm. in tension. He's, he's like, ooh, that's that's spicy. You ever done I, I'm trying dangerous? to think of someone who went all in, because I sent you guys a tweet he sent out today, all glory goes to Jesus. And I, I'm never comfortable knocking someone for their religion. You believe what you believe. I sure. respect it. Well, I, I mean, look, 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 but, look, look, I'm not going to knock anyone for their religion, but, but Russell Wilson is the guy who thinks Jesus talks to him personally. Right. Yeah, I 
I'm hoping that Jesus has better things to do than worry about Russell Wilson and the fucking Broncos. But my point is, is that I'm trying to think of a guy or a player that went all in on the religion like that, but you didn't, you went, okay, it's a little, yeah, a little much, but it was authentic. So you didn't really well, care. Well, the, the, the two that immediately come to mind when it comes to football are Tim Tebow and Kurt Warner. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's, that's a great example. <laughs> And with both of them, like, you kind of like, yeah, that's a bit much. But at the same time, you really got the sense, you know, with both of them, it's like, yeah, it's a bit much. But it, it seems genuine. Like, these, it, it is just, this does seem like genuine bully. Oh, Broncos almost lost a punt. Um, it, where it seems like, okay, this is a genuine belief on their part. And, you know, maybe it's corny, but, you know, it, this is what they believe and you yeah. want to respect that. There's but a human with, under there. Yeah, there's a human, right. but, but yeah, but like I mean, Russell. Go ahead, Mike. But when Russell Wilson comes out, you know, going back to that Super Bowl where he, you know, threw an interception on the on the on the on the goal line, and he goes like, "Yeah, after the game, God talked to me and told me He was using me to teach the world humility." It's like, no, that's <laughs> not, like fuck right <laughs> off. Like, I mean, he's very much a lizard person, you know. Like clearly, <laughs> clearly, he's like inhabited by crabs or some sort no, of no, like. No, he, he, like like the uh like the bug man from men in black right like like the giant cockroach that's uh, put on a human suit yeah but that had too that had too much personality he reminds me more of like the octopus dad from the video game uh, where you're like an octopus that's like i'm not a i'm not a uh an octopus why would you say that and it's like a, a man with an octopus head with tentacles everywhere i, I think shepherd wife would be a, you know one of those yeah. westworld I yes. watched half a season of Westworld, but he's like one of those. Yes, that very, very astute. With, with Tim Tebow, we all got really sick of how much he was crammed on our throats, but I don't remember us hating him as a person. No. No. Maybe, was, maybe we did. I don't remember. No. It was I branding. Think, yeah. I think I think the most of, I think the annoyance of Tebow came from a combination of him being shoved down our throats by the media and just the thing where it's like, you know, at the end of the day, he's just not very good. Right. Right. But like, I don't remember, I don't recall any of us and, and maybe some of our listeners, you know, if you want to hold our feet to the fire and be like, I remember when you said fuck Tim Tebow and I will cop to that mistake. But <laughs> like just my own recollection at the moment, I don't recall anyone saying like fuck Tim Tebow as a person. Like, I, I don't, I, we I don't remember to... saying that. I don't I, think I, any I, of us said that. You know what though? We'll say that. And you know that, the minute the show comes out, there'll be somebody in the Twitter feed or on the boards going, Hey, you know, I've got proof. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly, well, whatever. Fuck off. You know what? You pay more closer attention to the show than we but do. It's a diff- <laughs> it is, it's a, it's a totally different element of time. Also like, like back in, back in that time, Tebow dominated the news cycle. Yeah. It was very much undeserved and unmerited. And he had a lot of luck and he had a very charmed college career that led to a very weird, uh, overhyped, <laughs> overcooked, uh, NFL career. Where it's almost like, hey, this guy sucks. We don't really need him on our TVs and in these commercials and all this, all this stuff. It was overdone. Whereas this is like, this is like he is not um, any in any any form of the conversation a like uh, Tom Brady type person or Pat Mahomes. Like he's going to be in all these commercials and stuff. Like the yes, he's you know the subway thing is 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 clearly in circulation. I think, but 
he's just never been accessible. You never see him do a lot of these like charming little things that, you know, make you go, you know, there's there's a guy in there that there, there's an, yeah. an own person. I think part of it is that he is married to a celebrity. That is very much part of it. And there's a mm. lot of he basically gave his entire life over to, you know, a branding agency and, uh, you know, wants to be as sterile and as clean cut as possible. But in 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 that process, he is completely disassociated from reality. Well, not but on top of all of this, on top of everything that this, you know, you know, represents is the fact that the Broncos gave up years worth of draft picks oh, and right. a quarter of a billion dollars to a guy who, at least na- as of now, is yeah. not producing on the field. Well, even he hasn't even imp- no. he hasn't even been impressive in their two wins. So well, the- you know, if you look at what he did last year, really the past couple of years, I mean, he's been okay. But I don't. I mean, know yeah, that. I yeah, would the future at him like that. I yeah. mean, he ha- he has definitely been on the decline his last few years in um you know in in seattle and i guess you could say like it's like oh like like brady didn't look great his last few years in new england but then he went to tampa and won a super bowl and it's like look not to get into like a a, a goat debate but I, I i'm gonna say that when you take the when you take the career totality of tom brady and the career totality of russell wilson Tom Brady's just a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Yeah, without question, no doubt about it. And if you're going to be like, okay, which of these two guys who's maybe on a downward slope in their current position can turn it around in a new locale? Like, Tom's got more talent to do that. So I'm sorry, like Russell Wilson. And and there was actually a story. Actually, there actually was a story in 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 the media before the season started. I want to say it was the Athletic. I want to say it was in the athletic about Russell Wilson's decision to go to Denver. And it actually was Tom Brady related. Russell Wilson was in the crowd. He was in, he was in the crowd at that Super Bowl in Tampa where Tom Brady won the Super Bowl with the Bucks in Tampa. And Russell Wilson was apparently fuming watching that game because it's like, I think that, you know, we, you know, then the Seahawks should be in this game. Like, like, why aren't we in it? And it's like, well, look, like Tom Brady was in a situation that was getting worse in New England. And like, he took control of his own future. He went to another team and then, you know, won the Super Bowl. Like, maybe I should do that. And then, and so he forced his way out of Seattle and went to Denver. Um, well, you know what else with Denver too was that mm. he was not their first choice. They wanted no, no. Rodgers. They want, which is why Nate Hackett has a job. Right, uh, right. But, but, but I guess my point is, is like Russell Wilson saw what Tom Brady did in Tampa and said, "I want to do that." The Broncos saw what the Bucks did and said, "We want to do that." And both of them overplayed their hand, and uh. Now they're kind of fucked. So let's check this out. So the Broncos right now, like the Bears, for example, one of the worst teams in the NFL easily. Nigh unwatchable, bad. Houston Texans, same thing. Just abhorrent when they're on television. It's a disaster for all involved. The Broncos have less total points than both of those teams. They have 75 total points. The Broncos have been outscored by the Houston Texans. Yeah. Oh, by a by a wide margin. The Texans. <laughs> but, but, well, not a, not a, not by a wide margin. The Texans have eighty six total points. Points for Broncos is seventy five. 
um, the uh, so but the thing is though, like so the oh, Broncos just scored a touchdown. Well, the, the, well, good for them. They've moved up. They now they have eighty-one. <laughs> they, got, they can actually score eighty-one. But that, so that was a blown coverage by the Chargers, big time. That dude was wide open. So the Broncos, we've we've spent you know half an hour discussing yeah. how how fucked the Broncos are. But think of it this way: the Broncos are terrible, but the Raiders have a healthy Devonta Adams, Derek Carr. They've got uh, you know Jacobs. They got a pretty Jacobs. decent roster. They're pretty, good, fu- pretty solid defense. Not great, but. One and through. dead last. One and four. Their defense is not doing well. They are. They have no home field advantage at all. Like I gotta feel like they are on the cusp of blowing a lot of stuff up this offseason. It feels well, like mean, bad things the, the, are on the, the way. Josh Mc uh, hire is truly egregious. Like I don't know how you do that. Um, who was it that they had as their interim coach after they fired Gruden? He, he's the he's the special teams coach for the Packers now. I can't think of his name, but they should have kept him. I guess I thought I thought he earned a shot. He took a yeah. team because that team was not playoff caliber last year, and they still got there. But my, mm. but I guess my point is that um, yeah, for as as terrible as the Broncos. I guess I've been, I, I think I kind of agree with what Andy's saying in that, like the Raiders have all of this stuff going for them. And yet for them to be underperforming is, is, is a pretty clear indictment about how you know terribly that team has run, at least from a coaching perspective. Well, yeah, I think what's his name? Rich, Rich, Rich Bisakia, Rich Bisakia, yeah. something like that. Yeah, they should have kept him. He did a good job last year. And sometimes I know McDaniel's the hot hired hand, their hired gun, and all that. But come on, but why, is, why is he the hot? No, like, that, why is he like the hot, the hot option? Like he had. I mean, he was a head coach in the NFL. He coached. Um, uh, Denver. He coached the Broncos years ago, and it was a disaster. He's, Wasn't he the guy that drafted Tebow? Yes, he was. Yes. Yeah. yeah there you go. I mean, the he whole drafted Tebow. He drafted Tebow. I, I distinctly remember this because I was a Chargers fan at the time, and uh, you know, division rival rivals. I remember um, Josh McDaniels and the Broncos beat the Chargers week one of that season on a bullshit call, and. The Broncos then reeled off seven straight wins to be after that to be eight and zero, and what followed was them losing their next eight games and losing to the Chargers in the final game of the season to send the Chargers to the playoffs over them. So like that, Josh McDaniels collapse in Denver is is almost legendary, and I don't understand how anyone who was around in the NFL for that that run could look at that and be like, oh yeah, that's the guy who I want. As the coach, well, he uh, was was he offensive coordinator for the Patriots before? He was, Peter? yes. All right, they weren't exactly tearing up the league last year on offense. I don't get it. Well, the, I mean, the, I, the, I mean, the, I know there's the Belichick connection and all that, but how has that really worked out? I, well, well, what, Mike Rabel. What? What? Yeah, outside of outside of Rabel, like what coaches had success uh, from that coaching tree? And again, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to don't worry, I'm going to trash Tom Brady later in the show. So, uh, you know, if you think I'm sucking his dick too much, you know, just give it time. Well, I, I, you know like, what? You know how but, I feel about Tom Brady. But dude's like 45 years old, going through a divorce, trying to play in the NFL. That's not an easy combo to hit. But, but, I, but I guess what I'm saying with, with Tom is that, like, uh, I think, you know, 
that first season with Tampa and even that second season with Tampa where he was still very productive proved that like, you know, maybe Josh McDaniels was not the reason why that Patriots offense was so good for so long. Like, I mean, if we were, uh, if you recall, like, I mean, I think Josh McDaniels, the shine wore off to me. To me, he should have never gotten an opportunity again after what he did with Indy, where he basically right. signed the deal and then said, eh, no, I'm good. And then yeah. just went back to like, it, it's. It's not good, but I was looking up some of the Patriots coaches from years gone by. Uh, Romeo Cornell, meh. He was like 32 and 63 as a head coach. Yeah, uh, not great. Charlie Weiss was mediocre for Notre Dame. Um, there was, uh, let's see, Jim Schwartz. He had a little, um, he had he a bad, the Lions, right? yeah, he had a bad run with the Lions and the Titans. Uh, Eric Mangini, nothing. Um I guess Mike oh, Vrabel is uh, Matt, Matt Patricia, uh, Bill O'Brien, Brian Flores. So I guess Brian Flores was okay. Um, jury might be Brian, still well, I mean, like Brian Flores right now, like might be able to, might actually have a case, you know, that the, the, <laughs> that the Broncos racially discriminated against him. Cause all he has to do is show a court, you know, Nate Hackett's tenure and be like, yeah. really? <laughs> like, you know, with, with, with Nate Hackett, I mean, they hired him because they thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But watching him coach a game, I don't know that I think you could give him Brady in his prime, Montana in his prime, whoever you want, Rodgers in his prime. I don't you think know, that helps. What's what's really just, what's really telling, sorry Greg, what's really telling from Hackett is that even in the preseason up until I think like a week or two ago, he has like three or four people on his staff who are basically their only job is to feed him information to say like, "Hey, this is probably a really good time to take a timeout." Or like there's basically people who play Madden. Yeah, he's, he's got a team of tough decision coaches. Yeah, essentially. Right, because he that, he freezes up. Endorsement, right? Yeah, I mean, because essentially, when it comes to in-game decisions, he just locks up like a deer in headlights, and somebody's got to like prod and be like, "Hey, coach, uh, there's like four seconds left on the fucking play clock. You might want to call a timeout here, uh, or you might want to, uh, you know, maybe." If, oh if- yeah, or like you know, it's it's fourth and one with the game on the line. Maybe like run the ball. From, run the uh, ball. <laughs> maybe like. Could you? I mean, does anything sound more absurd than Bill Belichick having a? decision coaching staff or whatever hard decision staff no, 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 no. if you suggested or, to bill if you suggested to bill belichick that he could it's like hey bill maybe we should try this out he would tell you to go fuck yourself and you yeah, deserve he's like, it you know, get the fuck out of my face i'm trying to win a football game here i'm mike tomlin with a hard decision come on what's I mean no, no, no like 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 mike tom like like mike tomlin gets a lot of undeserved shit like mike tomlin is a damn good football coach I'll take, I you know what i don't like this me, go ahead I, I don't like the Steelers at all. Mike Tomlin is 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 a damn fine football coach. I will trade Pittsburgh right now. I will give you Kevin Stefanski for Mike Tomlin straight up. <laughs> no problem. No argument. It's not even right a fair now. trade. Huh? It's not a fair trade. I mean, right. I, uh, <laughs> no, they, they don't like him. They, they, they think he's overstayed his welcome. He's not a good coach, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're, they've taken them. You know what? We'll take him. Give him to us. We'll take him. Then we're going to kick your ass for the next 20 years. And I hope you enjoy it. Well, Simple okay. So we're, we're kind of juggling between Patriots and Steelers. Do you want to go to the AFC East or AFC North? Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, we should probably run through these a little quicker so we can get to entertainment roundup and all that. Sure. Well, we're, uh, let's just go to the North. Oh. We've got Steelers in the brain. How about that? 
Yeah. Okay. So the uh, Steelers just won. Their, they bro- broke their four-game losing streak last week. Uh, they are two and four now. Two and four. Yeah. They are currently. I don't know if it, Kenny Pickett is still hurt or if Trubisky's back uh, in the good graces of the team again. But uh, they are vying with the Browns for the ass end of the division, which is already not very good. Which is weird to say because everyone expected this division to be just a, a hellscape of football talent. But so far, it's been kind of up and down. I, I think the Bengals will eventually right the ship and probably run away with this thing. But yeah. right now, oh my God, it's a, it's a. I I don't agree at all. I, I, Look, I take no joy in it. I, I'm not happy to be right, but I was right about the Bengals. I just want to say. Well, you know, I don't know if you guys remember that thing I sent you where, like, somebody coughed at the press conference and Joe Burrow like, had, like, a PTSD moment. Yeah, like, jeez, like, <laughs> like, man. That dude's Joe Burrow around. is getting murdered out there. Like, <laughs> well, because, because I remember last season, everyone was saying, like, it's like, oh, this team has a weak O-line. And it came, and you know what? If they probably had a good O line, they probably would have won the Super Bowl. Uh, but instead, they had a shit O line. It cost them that Super Bowl. And all through the offseason, you heard it's like, oh no, they're fixing the O line, right? Like they, you know, they got. I think it got worse though. Like, I mean, they tried to make a ton of changes, they just none of them paid off. Like, yeah. I mean, Burrow. I think last week they it's really tough game against the Saints on the road, won that game. You know, I thought he looked more like himself last this right. past Sunday than he has in in weeks. Uh, I, I think that they will finish the season probably on top of that division. I, I don't know if they're at all in the Super Bowl discussion, but, I mean, Burrow seems to be, uh, you know, it seems to be a little bit more back to normal. Um, but the Ravens, yeah. the Ravens losing to the Steelers is... Uh, or no, I'm sorry, they lost to the Giants. The, the, the Ravens are kind of like... You know, everyone's kind of waiting to see Lamar take off and earn this contract. Um, not happening. Uh, he's he's doing okay. It's been very start and stop. The Ravens have looked damn impressive at points this year, and they either choke the game away or or, or they're finished strong. But then the next game come out and just play awful. So they're very hard to gauge. It's a very yeah. inconsistent team. It's it's so wild though too because you watch Lamar Jackson sometimes and he's just he's again he's like Mahomes where he's just a magician you know he does stuff that's just his arm is incredible he can he's 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 you know when he runs the ball he's a machine uh, but for whatever reason he, he has some issues being clutch and uh, he's not finishing he's not you know dominating some of these games as he should uh, especially against lesser competition but I mean I guess we may. It may be silly of us to say the Giants are lesser competition. What the fuck do we know? They're they're winning football right now. I think uh, five and I, one, which is just weird. Yeah, and then you got Danny my, Dimes, right? You got my beloved Cleveland Browns, who are just it's just a shit show, and there's no other two ways about it. Uh, I, I think yeah. that at some point, coaching has to come into play here because they've got players. Uh, now, granted, they don't have a great quarterback in Jacoby Brissett, and then no. the receiving core. Yeah, yeah, I've seen better. I've seen worse. But David Njoku is pretty good. You've got two good running backs. You got a solid defensive line, good defensive backs, and you can't close the game and you can't stop anybody and you can't yeah. score points. Yeah, they're- that at some point you got to go look. We got the guys. What's the, what's the common factor here? It's got to be the coaching at some point. I don't know. I mean, there's only there's only so many ways you can make chicken salad with chicken shit. And I think that the the Browns have a you know pretty good foundation. Um, yeah, coaching is a problem, but I think there's just a, a cloud over that organization right now. That yeah, and it, it's, it, that's it's, the thing too. Yeah. You know, I mean, at least the Broncos say what you want about Russell Wilson, but 
Well, he's not a rapist, at least. As far as we <laughs> that know. should be on his fucking business cards, you know. Not, Russell, <laughs> like, not look, a Russell, wait, look, Russell Wilson, nothing I do or say is authentic, yeah. but praise- I have not raped anyone. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, praise Christ, not a rapist, Russell right. Wilson. Go, uh, yeah, let's run. I had to look for. Yeah, and I'm so the Browns fans. Come on, stop. We'd be what six and zero now with Deshaun Watson. Fuck, no. Yeah, I'm not willing to sell my soul for that. So fuck off. Sorry, I don't care. I just give me uh oh who was the guy I was just watching the other day? I'm like, we'll take that guy. I can't remember his name. The quarterback. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Zappy. The uh, uh, yeah. I t- yeah th- okay. Well, speaking of that, but well, yeah, we can move to the AFC East and talk about Tyler Zapp or what's this Bailey Zappy? Bailey Zappy, one of the dumbest ass names in football. Like, well, let's well, let, well let's talk about how the Dolphins, for a brief shining moment, looked like they were going to upend the Bills for leadership of this division, and then. Um, they almost killed Tua, uh, and then their backup QB got a concussion, and now they're playing Skyler Thompson, Skyler Thompson, Thompson, seventh round pick, which sounds like a a computer generated name Madden came up with. Right. When when they play each other, you're going to have two Madden created quarterbacks, Tyler's or Bailey Zappi and Skyler Thompson going at each other. Skyler, Skyler Thompson is clearly the son of, he he was born out of wedlock to a, you know, some sort of methamphetamine riddled single mother in the (laughs) trashiest part of the Midwest. But Skyler Thompson, he's so, you know, it's, what's weird is it's sad. Uh, you know, with the with the concussion stuff to Tua, that was brutal. That was horrible. Um, horrible. But like, even just watching yesterday, I think they put in or they had a package or something for uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. And and he it's like as soon as he comes in the game, he like just receives a brutal blow to the head. <laughs> and it's like, dude, just get the hell out of the league. Like you're gonna die. Like just stop. Like, well, that's the, you know, they're they're talking about Tua coming back maybe next week or the week after because yeah. he's cleared all the. Okay, fine. Um, for now, yeah, all it takes but, is. But, 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 like, look, after the shit that I saw happen to Tua, you know, with the, the fingers curling and everything, like, if I were him, it's like, take the fucking year off. You know, get you know, take the year off. Uh, get your head checked in the fall next year and see where you're at. Yeah, ask a. Uh... Ask, uh, you know, some of these guys who you know won Super Bowls in the 80s and 90s who now like either, ha- you know, if they haven't shot themselves or hurt somebody else, they're just, you know, vegetables. It's Jim like, McMahon is a great example of that. Yeah. Has horrible problems because of concussions. Bernie yeah. Kosar, one of my favorite Browns and other guys got a lot of issues today because of concussions. And, you know, if, they, if, if these guys, especially even those who have won Super Bowls, you know, what do you ask? Them? It's like, was the ring worth being a uh, potato when you're 50? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a lot of memories, but you can't remember it. Troy Aikman can't remember fucking half the Super Bowls. Right. Troy Aikman, there. another one. I mean, he's gone on to be a good announcer and all that, but that dude got his clock or his bell rung so many times. wasn't funny. No, like he and, was he was in the hospital after the Super Bowl. He said, did yeah. we win? And the guy was like, yeah, you guys won the Super Bowl. And he, oh, okay. Did we but win? Like with with you know? Tua, he got within four days of each other. That yeah. dude got, I just think if I'm him, I say I'm done. I'm going to go find a lawyer. I'm going to sue you for what happened to me on Sunday. Thursday, I'll take his. I, they, he should have never been in that game. Who was that doctor guy that was doing all the tweeting about it? And he basically called it. He said, if they let uh, him play tonight. That was the former. Uh, he, I think he did play in the NFL. He, he was. Um, he's, a, he's big into the concussion thing now. He was part of the whole CTE thing and all that. He led the charge back back in the early stages yeah. of that. Yeah. He's, he's been part of this discussion for years now. Right. And he basically called it. He said, if they let him play tonight, it's going to be a setback, et cetera, et cetera. And 
then it happened and he said i hate to say he's like i take no pride yeah in being right about this but basically i told you so yeah there's what i just ugh. there's certain players like i remember austin collie uh, if you recall uh, what is yeah. with the Colts, like, I mean, he was just one of those guys too, where he would just take concussion after concussion after concussion. It's like, you have to stop. This, this isn't tearing your ACL or dislocating no. your shoulder. You know, like you, you are, you need to stop. This is not going to, uh, uh, no, I just, sorry. I'm, I'm distracted because I just saw that the, uh, let's see. The chargers have scored a touchdown. Well, no, the, uh, the Anaheim Ducks, so Zach will have to answer for this at some point. Uh, <laughs> they have added the logo of their corporate uni advertiser to their Twitter avatar and header. So it is the... Uh, oh, God. What is it? The uh, What the hell? What the hell is their sponsor? You know... Anyway. Is, it, is it Disney? It should I, be Disney. I thought it was. Anyway. That would be perfect, wouldn't it? You know, I'm, I'm a capitalist for the most part, but I got it at some point. Say, so just how much fucking money do you need? Really? Yeah. Sorry, so, got, you got to put it in your Twitter feed. I mean, come on. Totally sidetracked. Um, yeah. Anyway, so but that the Tua thing, I I don't. I mean, man, just seeing because they're like it was a back problem that first time. The fuck it was. That's all horseshit. That's all lie. That was bullshit. Yeah. That Everybody dude was but, silly but as fuck. Mean, There's no other way around it. But I mean, speaking of the AFC East, I mean, the Bills are pretty much what we thought they'd be. They are pretty damn good. Yep. Um, but. I think the uh, the big story uh, has to be the New York Football Jets. I, refu- I think they're I think they're legitimately okay. I don't know if they're like Super Bowl good, but I think they're. I Greg, think they're legitimately those- okay is the nicest thing anyone has said about the New York <laughs> Jets as as in quite go. some time. That's as far as I'm willing to go. I think I'm- they're legitimately okay. I think they made a couple of good draft picks. Chris Olave's a really good player. At least he was with the Buckeyes. It, I think their quarterback issue is still a thing because I'm I'm just not sold on Zach Wilson. Although you know, props to you, dude, for going out and scoring the old women. But that aside, <laughs> uh, I, I just but I think they they've got a, a decent foundation there, and they're going to be trouble. I don't think they're going to maintain this four and two pace, but I think they're all right. I think they're solid. I think that we were talked about it at the preview Look, we did that yeah. there were going to be surprise teams, and we missed. We thought it was going to be the Lions and maybe the uh, who was the other one we had? I forget. It was the Lions and. Um, Oh shit! We talked about oh the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, maybe the Jets are one of those teams this year. The Jets and the Giants, because we always get a couple every year. Yeah, where you go, how the fuck did this happen? But here they are. I mean, well, now, 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 but here's the thing, right? It's like the Jets could lose every game from here on out, and then just revert to being dog shit. I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. But even if that happens. They already did God's work by uh, humiliating Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know, one of those wins, too, was really pretty improbable. And they beat the Browns in week two, I think it was, where they scored. Well, know, yeah, no, that was the, that was the comeback. Half. That was right. the, the Browns. The Joe Flacco-led like, comeback. Yeah, the, the, the elite Joe Flacco. Well, you know, don't get too excited, too, Jets fans, that you beat up on the Packers yesterday. Because I got news for you. The Packers are not good this year. Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get there soon. But, like, I mean... The jet. I mean, I mean, the, the the Patriots. I think are surprising, especially with um, Zeppy Zap. Uh, Bailey Zappy. Gotta, it's got to be Zeppo Bailey, right? Zeppo <laughs> Bailey. Uh, so I guess I guess uh, his nickname, by the way, is Zappy Hour, which I've heard oh. worse nicknames. You know. Yeah, but, but like, I, I, so, so, so the Patriots are 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 you know that that I would call that a mild surprise, just because you know it is Bill Belichick, and you never feel comfortable counting him out. No. Uh, but. 
to me, like the Jets are the big shot. Like, like I legitimately thought, I thought, and I and I said this, and I'll I'll cop to being wrong. I said there's a shot that they were going to go zero and seventeen, and here they are at four and two. So yeah, but you even, know what, zero and seventeen. I mean, it was okay. It's a little bit of a kind of a hot take prediction, but it's not out of the realm of possibility with that team. No, not at all. And uh, and even if they even if they lose every all of their remaining games, you know, and they're like you know thirteen and, and you know four and thirteen at the end of this, um, that's still above expectations. So you know, yeah. good on them. Uh, the Pats, I, I, you know, the, I don't know what to make of the Patriots. I never do. I've never have. It's, well, the, the Patriots have been so erratic that I'm not comfortable making it. Uh, like, uh, you know, I'm not comfortable saying one, saying they're one thing or another quite yet. Like, like this, that's going to be a thing where we gotta, we've got to get through a bit more meat of the season before we come yeah, to and judgment. I, I, that's where I'm at with the Jets too. They could be one of the weird playoff teams that you didn't expect because they're going to have an easy schedule because they're playing the last play schedule. And all that. So they, they could go either way. And I wouldn't be surprised by either one, but I think they're legitimately okay. It's the best I can give you. Um, you guys, we should probably pick up the pace and just blast through the NFC. Well, right? Okay. So, 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 so quick version of the, the quick version of the NFC is the entire conference is terrible. Um, and, uh, everyone, and everyone should be ashamed of themselves and go home. Are the Eagles legit? Do you think guys six and oh now? Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't want, no, I can't because yeah, they're six and oh, but it's bit, but the conference is such a shit show that I don't feel comfortable with that at all. Oh, uh, Andy. Do we lose Andy? Andy. Oh, oh he's, he's himself. Okay. He muted he himself. All right. So yeah, I, guess I, I don't know. I mean, the, you know, the, there was a lot of talk about all the moves the Eagles made in the off season, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But they're the Eagles, and I Jalen Hurts has played great this year. But I'm he's kind of like Lamar Jackson to me, or or uh, I, I hate I hate comparing black quarterback to black quarterback because that's just not the way this works. Yeah, but he's like uh, who's another uh, I'm trying to think of a guy like Marcus Mariota or somebody. Yeah, he's having some good games and all that, but I'm not totally sold on him yet. No, I'm not either. He's uh, he's just not like he, 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 he he's I'm playing sorry. great right now, but oh, I'm ahead. sorry. It, 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 it's just this, this thing where, yeah, there's six and oh, and that's impressive. And given, uh, the state of things, you know, that might very well be, you know, they might very well win the division, but it's they, they, the games that they, like the, the the NFC itself has just been so bad so far that, and so inconsistent so far that I just don't feel confident in saying yeah they're good. Like, okay, it, 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 if 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 you put like it, it, it's Super Bowl, the Eagles go to the Super Bowl, and you put them up against either the Chiefs or the Bills. Oh, like, I, yeah, I'm not picking them to win. Like, no, I, I mean, I, I look at it. I mean, I think that they're good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I just. I hate to say I'm not sold. I mean, six and zero is a good start, but I've seen this before. I, I've seen teams mm-hmm. do this, and you don't want to get. I don't want to crown anybody in week six, especially in a 17 game season, which lasts 18 weeks. I'm not going to go and say they're the best. Right now, they look like the best team in the NFC, but who knows? You know. Well, and then I mean, the, the the thing that you know, it, it, are, are are you back, Andy? I'm here. Yes, I almost wet my pants, so I had to run off. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Where, well, where, what, uh, what did I miss? 
we're talking about the it, NFC East. The, are the Eagles legit? Do you think? Uh, you know, I, I when I was uh, started the season, I thought that you know Jalen Hurts was meh. I didn't think Nick Sirianni was any at all a decent coach. Um, they I, then I saw Jalen Hurts go off early in the year, and I felt like, oh no, he's really good because <laughs> I mean he looks in, insane. Like he's turned it around. I don't know what uh, changed for him or if he just sort of found his stride, but like he is. He's going to be damn good for a while. Uh, and Sirianni, uh, anybody who yells fuck you at the Cowboys in game. Oh, yeah, I like uh, that. I, I, yeah, he's won a little place in my heart for that. So I, I feel like the Eagles are pretty legit. Uh, it's so I, weird to see this. Ben, you, you, are, you are the outlier because Greg and I just got finished saying how not, neither of us believe I, that. I, believe I'm, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure yet is where I'm at because okay. Jalen Hurts has played great so far. But... I just saw him play last year. And I, I just, I mean, maybe he has made that big of a jump from one season to the next. And that's great if he has more power to him, but he just seems to be playing at a level that he couldn't achieve last year. And I'm not saying he's going to regress, but I got to see them. I'm trying to think of who they've even played so far. I mean, they played the Cowboys last night and looked great. Uh, let me pop the schedule up real quick. Played the Jaguars. They played the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, let's see. They but played again, the, the Browns. I, they, were, they were a playoff team last year though, right? Yeah. So... I mean, I think that, you know, the, the AFC East was expected to be kind of garbage. And, uh, right. NFC East, I think you mean. What is it? Yeah, NFC East. So, right. um, you know, they look, I think they look pretty good. The, the Eagles are clearly like, you know, undefeated. They ain't going to go undefeated. That's not going to happen. You know, we, we can agree on that. No. Um, I, but I think there's, you know, the division is, is, fairly well in hand because you know the cowboys aren't going to challenge for that they're they're just they're america's 500 teams that cowboys defense is pretty pretty good yeah but they Uh, just yeah but we but we just saw them play the like the eagles kind of outclassed them last night so this is true yeah i i then we got the giants who the the giants are gonna have been one they're gonna come back down they're coming back down to earth i i I I think think they're they're better than we thought that most people thought but there, you got to think the other shoe is going to drop at some point, whether it's injury or whether it's just the competition improves or, uh, you know, durability kind of breaks them down. Uh, right. They're, they're like a Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones injury or even a wide receiver injury away. I will say this for the Giants. The defense is very solid mm-hmm. and they seem to be very well coached. But this yeah. Brian Dable seems to be like a, the, like a good coach so far. Yeah. But I'm with you guys. I just think that they're. It's a precarious act they've got going on right now where one little thing goes wrong and they're going to fall right off the edge of the earth. I mean, Saquon's yeah. such a big part of that, too. You know, I mean, it, it, between Saquon having an injury history and them playing in one of the most injury-inducing stadiums in sports, like, yeah. it just feels like it's inevitable. And you've got, and on top of that, you know, it's it's Daniel Jones. Like, you've got to hope that, that he holds up and... Up until now, he has not given any of us any reason to believe that he is capable of of doing that. I'm going to give the Giants the same rating I gave the Jets. They're legitimately okay. Yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, and then you know, but but you know, the Cowboys have had a surprising you know little run. Um, they lost last night, but uh, Cooper Rush is he's you keeping know, them above water. He's yeah. keeping them above water. 
Um, that guy's going to get paid in the offseason. Yeah, no, no, no. He, if he plays this right, he could be the next Matt Flynn where some team's going <laughs> to overpay him right. next year, and then he never has to play another down of football again. I mean, that's, um, that's inevitable. I think that last night, though, he pretty much settled the debate over whether Dak Prescott gets the job back when he's uh, out. Yeah, but we'll see about Dak. Um, he should be back soon, I think. Next, yeah, week. next week or the week after, pretty sure, but... I think the Cowboys, team, again, I, I don't think they're going to be any better than they were last year. I think they're solid, but the NFC is kind of a train wreck, really. Well, well, well yeah, it. yeah, because, you know, uh, I mean, just to quickly touch for the sake of complete lists in the, in the, in the, in the NFC East, you got the Washington Command Commander team, team skins. I, pref- and I prefer to call them, I've started calling them the Durs, and it feels pretty the good. Yeah. <laughs> Go Durs! Feels right. I, 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 I like that. I like that. That's, yeah, it's what like they deserve. Durs. Yeah, I was calling them the commandos, but I like Durs. Yeah, that's Durs. Let's go Durs. Um, <laughs> the the Washington Durs are um, oh, derping shit, up. Though. They're derping up the derp division. And uh, keep in mind, Mike Dan Snyder has information on all <laughs> Dan, the owners. The, the most interesting thing about the most interesting about this team is that apparently the league can't even oust Dan Snyder because he's like got it he's got dirt on everyone that he's gonna release if they oust him so i don't know what you know these guys these owners if they wanted to they could have him killed i don't know what they're waiting around for like if he's really got something on him just fucking disappear the guy you know i mean dan snyder would even care no No, people would be happy everyone hates him like like, like, if it was like, oh, Dan Snyder committed suicide by stabbing himself in the back five times and tossing himself <laughs> out the window, like, people would just be like, oh, that's such a tragedy. Like, all right, never seen Dan. Like yeah, he was stabbed in the back seven times and thrown off a 12 story building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There was a. After that. This reminds me of a. There's a, sto- a story from years ago, a small town where there was this one guy who was a piece of shit and everybody hated him. And the community kind of arranged for him to go to this bar. And they all just beat the shit out of him and beat him to death. And when the cops showed up and say, hey, what happened here? And everyone, nobody saw anything. It's kind of like that, where it's just yeah. like people say, hey, you know, Jerry Jones, what happened? Him? I couldn't tell you. I don't have the faintest clue. Virginia yeah, McCaskey, I, I don't know. I don't, tell yeah. me Jerry Jones couldn't take him out. In, I mean, in 20 minutes, it would be a done deal. Just yeah. that's Jerry, it. Yeah, Jerry just needs to call his guy. And it's yeah. like. This <laughs> guy. But I do love I, I do love it though that like in in that whole like in that whole lot, whole article it was like um, uh, Dan Snyder's like all the owners hate each other and then like and, and one of the owners said well, that's not true it's just that we all hate Dan yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean the, the, just the guy just seems to fucking go away he's ugh. it makes yeah, me no. it makes me so mad like, I was so bummed to see the Bears lose to the Durs it's just like you know this team is so shitty now I'm gonna on talk. A, 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 on a on a on a pass that was like stopped at the one yard line too. Just like, just the whole. Fuck. I mean, the, the Bears. We'll we'll get to them. But the the you know the, the Bears in a, in a hideous uniform. Just Travis Shamockery. You know, just a disgusting display. And the, the Washington is just so bad. They're so fucking just awful. And it makes me so mad to watch them too because it's like, you know, your color scheme and uniforms. Or you rather, your color scheme is so fucking good, and you went with this trash. Like this is the best you could fucking do. Well, it, 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 it's like I, um, I I sent in our group text like the like like vintage pics of Chicago Washington games, 
And it's like, look at how good these football games are. And now look at like what these two teams are going to look like tonight. Yeah. You, there were so many ways they could have done this correctly. Mike's did a concept where he just put the, remember the old, uh, I always called them the uh, the Washington Packers uniforms. They were the yeah, ones, the, 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 the R ones. You, you just replace the R with a W and yeah. like you're done. And it looks great. Or yeah. you could have done the same exact type of thing with the old uniforms, remove the Indian guy and just put the W in there or whatever. And that's yeah. that. that why this wasn't hard. This wasn't a hard thing. Do they think people are, are fighting in the aisles to try to buy one of those fucking horrible black alternates that they wear? No. I, 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 I well, I mean, the, 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 the great thing about that whole, um, uh, the, of, of that whole rebrand was the stadium selling, um, the mugs with the outline of the state of Washington, yeah, <laughs> which is fucking on the crazy. opposite end of the country from where they play. <laughs> so and Jerry Jones, you'd be doing us all a favor. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. like, come on, Jerry, call your guy. Let's just solve the problem. Nobody, nobody would be mad. And just to make, give us a disclaimer here. We are not actively calling for Jerry Jones. We're just having any, fun. Any lawyers or <laughs> right. law enforcement officials are Jerry listening. satire, but if sometimes real life imitates satire, what are you going to do, right? But I guess to move on from this, to, to move our way through, um, there was the, I guess, uh, the AF, uh, the NFC. Where, 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 where do you guys want to go in the NFC if we're done the East? Uh, we can just go hop in the West real quick and talk about the uh, the. It's a really mad division. The defending the defending world champion Rams, who are everybody's I mean, three and I three. Pre- I, I I predicted the 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 Bengals were going to have a Super Bowl hangover, and you know they are. And I don't want to dunk on them because I well, I don't want to. I mean, like Zach, I I don't Zach, if you're listening, like please don't take this the wrong way, but the Rams kind of look like horse shit they're paying the price for last year they, yeah. i mean they lost obj uh they they, they have literally no running game i, I mean, mean us they, they, could go out there and be like the top three running backs on their their depth chart yeah they're gonna deal cam Akers here soon probably as well yeah yeah, yeah it's just uh you know, I mean, you, you just got to ask yourself if you're a Rams fan, you've got the ring this year, you want it all. So this is kind of the price you got to pay. You got to pay the freight on last year a little bit. I think that's what's happening. Yeah. But mm-hmm. again, we're only six games into the season, so you never know. And in that division, no, yeah, nothing is settled right now in this. Yeah. Uh, the, the 49ers look good, but I'm still not like, I mean, well, first of all, Trey Lance, uh, I think, is is got to be a bit worried because Jimmy G has i think proven that you know yeah he's not going to set the world on fire but he's, he's more than competent to 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 carry this team he's a starting nfl quarterback you know i mean yeah. I, I don't think there's any argument there he's fine um serviceable i think would be a good description yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. and i mean you know better than trey land but like then <laughs> like i mean but you know the rams Again, the Rams have looked bad. The 49ers have looked fine. The Seahawks have kind of been completely topsy turvy. Uh, but they're all three and three. Like, there's no. And even, yeah. even the Cardinals, like, they're two and four somehow. And I feel like they've played better than two and four. But yeah, and they get DeAndre Hopkins back, I think, this week. I mean, yeah. they, okay, so, so, so the Cardinals are in kind of a weird position because they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins back, but also new Call of Duty is coming out. So. Well, they also, traded, they also just traded for Robbie Anderson, too. So yeah. they're getting wide receiver help. Yeah, I, w- I think we. Oh, we haven't gotten to the NFC South yet, so I'll wait for that. But the Panthers, I think, are about to have a fire sale. Oh yeah, 
I love yeah. that. I love that somebody posted in the, about the Houston Texans. Like, well, we can't trade for Christian McCaffrey now because <laughs> they're they're clearly ex, exiled the, the the Christian element of uh, the organization. <laughs> uh, let, let's swing down to the NFC South and just kind of get that uh, taken care of. Uh, similar situation. If you accept the Panthers, the Saints are probably a halfway decent two and four. Falcons are somehow three and three. Um, even I though I, I think the Falcons are going to be our shocking. How the fuck did this happen, team in the NFC? Probably. Well, I, I mean, it, it, it would be funny if the Falcons finally managed to put something decent together, uh, only after getting rid of Matt Ryan. And it's like, yes, you know, finally you excised all of the elements of that twenty-eight to three game and. Things start and things finally picked up. It's like yeah, maybe you should have done this years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they they have the yeah. like the the winner of this division is going to be like nine and eight. You know, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. nice. Um, the Bucks. Talk to me about your Bucks, Mike. What are we? Uh, uh, how you feeling? So, so I was, you know, look, look. Um, the whole marriage thing aside, because being in Tampa, like I'm kind of at ground zero for all of the gossip about the the divorce. Um, I don't. I, I've heard people say, oh, it's about football. It's not about football. I don't know. So, but just purely from a football fan's perspective, not getting into Tom Brady's personal life, um, I was okay with Brady coming back because last season, you know, yes, they, you know, last season they failed to repeat as champions, which, you know, was disappointing. But one of the reasons it was disappointing was because um, last season, Tom Brady had statistically one of his best career, one of his best seasons. Like, you know, he was putting up, he was putting up numbers. uh, The team was winning uh, and you just kind of go like, okay, you know, he did, he had that season at like 44 years old. Like he's got one more year on contract. He wants to come back for another, like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, oh no, Tom Brady's going to come back again and, you know, play above his station. Like I was okay with it. Um, But the back of my head, and to be fair, I've kind of had this in the back of my head ever since he came to Tampa is this, you know, realization. We saw it with Brett Favre. We saw it with Peyton Manning. Quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks go from world beaters to you're too old to play. And it happens on a dime. Um, and with Tom, with Tom Brady, yeah, he looked really good last year, but he hasn't looked good, but he hasn't looked great so far this year. Look at Peyton Manning from the, the, his second to last year to his last year. Or or, or even Brett Favre from his second to last year to last year. Like, like you go, you know, Brett Favre went from you know, one of his, be- like, one bad throw away from going to the Super Bowl to, you know, oh, God, he's washed. Peyton Manning goes from... Dude, I, I got to go rob poor people so I can build a... Yeah, he, now, now, now he's got to rob poor people in Mississippi. Or, or or Peyton Manning going from, like, yeah, I'm Peyton Manning and I'm one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to I'm a burnt-out husk of a QB and my all-time great defense needs to carry me to a Super Bowl. Like, like it just happens. and I th- And I think Tom Brady... Being the generational talent that he was, he was able to hang on longer than both of those guys. Like, you know, he's 45. Like, he 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 got more out of his time than either of those guys, and that's probably uh, that's probably a that's probably a, a, um because of just 
you know, his talent level, but regardless, he finally reached that point where you look back and you say, yeah, uh, and I'm really re- and I'm finally ready to admit it now. You, you, after that last game, he just was not good. He did not play well. And you look at it and you go like, look, I don't know if this divorce, it has to do with football. I don't know if you, if he'd still be going through this, if he stayed retired, but like he, he should have stayed retired if only because like, it's clear he's finally lost a step. Um, And like you said earlier, Greg, like, you know, 45 years old, going through a divorce, trying to play in the NFL. That's not an easy combo. But, for, you know, whatever the reason, it's it's just not working. And and to be and, and to be fair to him, it's not all on him. The O-line is injured to hell and he's getting pressure. Uh, the receiving core is in this weird combination where, you know, they're either injured themselves or everyone's healthy, but they're just underperforming and. Uh, the tight end situation, they haven't found anyone talented enough to replace Gronk. It's just, uh, it, it's just well, not great. And they've got some, but the Godwin's been hurt. Evans has been hurt. So yeah, I'm not ready to bear. I, I think that what Tom Brady needs to do at this point, he's not going to be capital T capital B 12 anymore, but he can still be a guy that, that, that a, a better version of Matt Ryan, basically. Mm-hmm where even when Tom Brady doesn't have his fastball, he's still good enough to control a game and make the right decisions. And, and if the Bucks play smart and play good defense, they're going to win some games. I don't, I'm yeah. not too worried about them. I still think they're the best team in that division. Even though I picked I, the Saints to win it, that was idiotic on my part, by the way. But, like, it, 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 it is kind of uh, disheartening to see. But at the end of the day, like, um, you know, I jumped ship to the Bucks after kind of growing attached to them over the preceding seasons i jumped ship to him and then like greatest quarterback of all time fell into my lap and then you know got to see them win a super bowl in tampa and all that was really cool to see um it was really special to see and whatever else happens with tom brady you know if they if they're able to turn it around and make some noise this year or if this really is like the last year and he kind of fades off into the sunset after you know, uh, uh, an underwhelming season. I- I'm happy it happened. It was awesome to see happen. And, uh, but yeah, right now they're not in a good spot and they just need to, like, honestly, this team needs a buy more than anything. They just need a week off where, you know, they can get some more people healthy. You know, everyone can kind of recalibrate. Uh, Jameis Winston, just saying. Oh God! No. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he lost his job to Andy Dalton. So hey. well, Brady, <laughs> um, anyway, well, let's. I, uh, I, Brady, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Brady will provide us because he's he's not quitting anytime soon. Now that Giselle's gone, he's going to play until he's sixty three years old. Like he's not going to stop for anybody. George Blanda. There's going to be a number of weird like posts where like right, you know, what is the whole thing about? Uh, great player, wrong jersey, that kind of thing. He's, yeah. he's going to provide us with a number of those over the next well, few years. Well, I mean, I mean, the whole the whole joke was right. It's like great player, wrong jersey. It's like, oh, oh, Brady and the Bucks is going to be that. I, I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be Emmett Smith and the on the Cardinals, but I mean, dude won a Super Bowl, so that's kind of hard to say. Hey, you know what? Since I'm making deals for the Browns tonight, I'll make another one right now. You can have Deshaun Watson, hmm. and we'll pay half of his salary. 
for the entire contract for Brady right now, straight up. Uh, no, I enjoy the fact that um, nobody on the Bucks uh, is, you know, overtly a sexual predator. So <laughs> anyway, uh, that's like, but, but, but I guess, I guess, you know, moving on. Um, Let's finish up with the. Uh, we got, I guess, the Panthers I mean, are just well, the a garbage Panthers fire. Are gonna, like, like you guys have said, the Panthers are just going to fire sale everyone. Yeah. So, be, yeah, they'll they'll be they'll be dealers. We'll we'll all see who's who's on different teams by the end of the season. Well, yeah, uh, Christian, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is not going to be a Panther next year. No. Like, I think he's going to be a Panther next week. Yeah. Um, who was the, who was the uh, the rumor that that somebody was talking to them about him? It was uh, a team that I thought, well, if they get him, that's that's a really really nice move. And I can't think of who it was. I now. can't either. It was an it was a contending. They were contending teams. They but were, um, know. but yeah, I guess um, so we did the East, we did the South, yep. we did the West. I guess finishing up the North, the AFC, the NFC North. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that yeah. the, your in a very literal sense, uh, Green Bay Packers, Greg. I, I think just like Tom Brady, I think that sometimes the you hit the wall before you even realize you're about to run into it, and I think that may be happening with Aaron Rodgers. So, so, so I, I, I'm just curious because I have not watched a lot of Packers games this 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 season. Um, you ha- you've seen more of them than I have. Um, I'm not even going to talk to Andy about because Andy doesn't need to relive the Packers games that he's seen. No, um, it's fine. <laughs> oh god i'm sorry <laughs> um but the um but but greg like is is, is the problem aaron Rodgers? like like is he is his is it is it down to him or is it the receiving core that's not that's I think not it's, it's, like with most things it's a little of both i think he mm-hmm. i don't think he has a lot of confidence in these guys and he maybe he's pressing it a little bit they've got good again they're kind of like one of those teams where they've got good running backs good defense the receivers aren't the greatest, but I just—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm not writing them off at three and three. I think they might still even contend for a playoff spot. But if you're a Packers fan going, "We're going to win the Super Bowl this year," I got news for you: you're not. You know, I, maybe a wild card down the road, but they're—they're they're nine and eight, eight and nine team. They're just not that great anymore. And I, uh, Rogers is uh like I'm not as washed as Brady is, but I think they've both kind of hit the, the the wall at the same time here. I could be um, wrong. Only six games, but sure looks like six. it right now. Also, when they lost to the Giants in London, did uh, Aaron Rodgers make his receiving core fly home on a different plane? I believe he did, yes. Okay. I think he made him take a, a steamer ship. <laughs> well, he, um, he was getting on that, that was it the uh, the Maritime Marines or whatever, the whatever they're called, the uh, yeah. ships. He's like, you get to take the, the USS Alabama Maersk or whatever the fuck it's called now, from uh, Captain Phillips. You get to ride that back. Now I I was with you guys on wanting the Lions to do well. They have not so far. No, it's been rough. They they were hot for a little while, but they've they've you know come back down to where I mean, the Lions usually reside. They, they weren't winning games really, but they were still being competitive. And you you kind of watch going like, hey, you know, if a few more games like this break their way, they could they could make noise. But then they went into New England, and New England by pants them pretty and, much yeah i don't know how much of that is though matt patricia kind of knowing well he's been no. going on a couple seasons now so you can't blame it on that uh, i i just don't I, I think the lions situation just remains it's an unsolved mystery man like that 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 franchise i think Two. they've they got a they got a good coach a halfway decent coach they have a decent like gm they have okay players they got some talent but for whatever reason they just they just never seem to have luck 
falls her way. Um, and I know that I've, I've actually given serious thought to saying, chucking it all and going, I'm a Lions fan now. I mean, who's going to argue with me? They're going to say, uh, um, I mean, I mean, with the, uh, this is a team that has had two all time greats, Barry Sanders and Kelvin Johnson, just both go like, uh, I mean, like Matt, we would rather just retire. I mean, but, Matt, I mean, Matt Stafford is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, Matt Matt Stafford, you know, left. Well, you know, people maybe it's because it's just it happened in the eighties, but there was a really good running back that played for them before Barry Sanders, Billy Sims, number twenty, mm-hmm. arguably a Hall of Famer, and he was kind of wasted. And then they got Barry Sanders, and it's like, well, here we go again. So I, I don't know. I, I'd love to see the Lions do well. I can't help but root for them no matter what. Yeah. But and it's just uh we might have missed on that one, fellas. The the, the, <laughs> the Vikings are five and one. I am not this just give it's, it time. It's like Kirk Cousins. It's like it's uh, who knows? They've they've got a um their coach is having a little honeymoon right now. Um mm-hmm. I think by season's end, they'll they'll probably still be right there for the division. I think it's it's going to be like down to whoever blinks between them and Green Bay in the end. Um, the problem, the problem with Kirk Cousins is that he 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 goes through these stretches where he plays well, and then he gets into a primetime game or a big game and just just shits the bed. We don't have to worry about that because I think the Broncos were on thirteen of the last fifteen. 15 <laughs> games. Not to worry about it. Speaking of which, but, oh, yeah. sorry, finish your thought. Me? No, I thought Mike was still gone. But oh no, no, no! I was just saying that. Uh, I, I was just saying, you know, Kirk Cousins is just just has primetime issues. So who the hell is scheduling the Bears for primetime games? Somebody stop this! Like it's it, a market thing, man. I, I know it's the market, but I mean, like it is. It is like you got to think that their advertisers are like stop. Like there, this is horrible. Like there's no to somebody at Amazon about how they feel about the Thursday night package. Yeah, no, no. You got you got to think Amazon wants a refund on some of those uh, eighty million per game drops. Uh, <laughs> oof, 80, anyway. 80 million to watch. Eighty million to broadcast. Uh, Durs Bears. Like right. I, I thought the you know I, I drunkenly said the Bears are going to win 11 games in my foolish, you know, bout of uh, Kool-Aid chugging at the before the season. Oh, I'm sorry. It's I mean they've just the uh it's Are we wrapping this up for the Bears or Yeah, I, basically okay. I don't have a ton to say about them. The Bears just they're just shit and they're hard to watch and I just want the offseason to be here. I just don't care. It's hard to watch them. I I I only enjoy football if it's like an interesting college game or not a Bears game cuz Watching them play football is just what was what was what was that tweet about? Where it's like, how do I watch Bears games after? It's like, oh, it's easy. I don't value myself as a person. Yeah, like basically that. I, I was, I'll just throw this in about the Bears. I was I love Justin Fields when he played with the Buckeyes, but right now the gold standard of Ohio State quarterbacking in the National Football League is Mike Tomczak. I just I I want to see Fields succeed, but man, he's just got this. There's a legacy of Ohio State court, and Mike Tomczak is hardly a success story. I'm just saying he lasted the longest. There's just the 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 road to the NFL is littered with guys from Ohio State that you think well, this is going to be the guy, and maybe Justin Fields will still be that guy. But as I said in the text thread the other night, the next great quarterback from Ohio State in the NFL will be the first one. <laughs>
let's finish up and do the entertainment roundup here. What you guys been watching? What's uh, what's keeping you amused? Well, because I'm a 17 year old girl, I watched all four Hunger Games movies over the course of like a day and a half. Jeez. Oh, how 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 do you like that? I enjoyed it. I mean, it's got some flaws in it, I think, but it's fun. You know, it, it, no one's going to be saying, well, that's like just like watching the first two Godfathers or whatever. It's fun. I enjoyed it. I just some of the stuff, though, I went, oh, I forgot how kind of silly this is. Well, I mean, that series suffers from the thing that all of these YA movie adaptations suffer from where they break the final book up into two movies and yeah. realize it's like there's not enough material here for two movies. So I'm not sure there's enough material for for. After the first two, I think they could have probably wrapped this up with a nice, neat little bow if they kind of sped things up a little bit in both movies in the first. Mm-hmm. Two, but it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's the effects are good, and but I don't know what even possessed me to watch it. I just it was on my Amazon Prime suggestions. I'm like, yeah, why not? And then I watched the first one. I'm like, well, I got to watch the second one. Then well, yeah, no. Once once you watch one, you're like you're committed. You gotta, yeah, I you was gotta, in. you gotta, gotta see how it. I mean, that's the only reason I watched all of the Twilight movies was. Um, uh, I I distinctly remember I was in university at the time, and a friend and I were planning on going to the movies. Day of the movie, he's like, "Hey, do you mind if my girlfriend comes?" I go, "Yeah, no, not at all." And then he called me later. It's like she wants to see Twilight. Is that okay? <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know anything about it other than like just vaguely. It's like, oh, it's about vampires. Like that'll be that'll be cool at least. And then it turned out to be like the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. But I was committed. Like I'd already right. wasted an afternoon, so it's like, well, I got to see how the stupid shit ends, and so exactly. I ended up seeing all the movies in theaters. So there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I saw Halloween. Uh, Halloween ends. Halloween ends. Uh, what is that like the ninth Halloween movie in the series? Uh, uh, I think it's a fuck, man. It's Let's a see. Uh, there's six of the seven, eight. The nine, ten, wow, eleven. I think thirteenth. Holy shit! I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't. Yeah, even yeah. Know. It's the thirteenth one, but like this is like like the last three have like picked up directly after the first. Like like okay, there's like five separate Halloween timelines with various movies which like do and don't count. It's like. So, so the the current series that started in 2018 picks up after the first movie and ignores all of the other ones. Probably not the worst idea. Um, but you have to understand that that series only happened after the Rob Zombie Halloween series, which was a complete reboot. And then that happened after the H2O Resurrection timeline, which was a sequel to the first two movies. So it's a mess. But the point is, is that in 2018, they came out with a sequel to the first movie. And then that movie had two separate sequels, Halloween Kills, which was a few years ago. And now Halloween uh, Ends. And so Halloween Ends is like the finale to this iteration of Halloween. And um, it's a movie where it's got a lot of good ideas, but I don't think it was executed properly. Jamie Lee Curtis is in this one, right? Yes. Is that her first return since the very first one, or she no. been in other ones? No? no. Okay. So she was in the first two in like right. the 70s and early 80s. Uh, she came back and did H2O and Resurrection in the early 2000s. And a paycheck's a paycheck. Which <laughs> those were sequels to the first two. 
And now she came back for this series, which is a sequel to the first movie, but ignores the other movies that she came back for. Well, so how so how was the actual movie that we're talking about? Um, like I said, had some interesting ideas, wasn't executed well at all. Um, the ending, which was supposed to be very dramatic and powerful, I just laughed. <laughs> um, I don't know how we feel about spoilers. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say this without context. Uh, the stations of the cross of Michael Myers uh, was the funniest shit I've ever seen, and oh I don't God. think it was intended to be. That does <laughs> um, sound hilarious. Um, if, if if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I I'm gonna be in the minority. Okay, so first of all, I am a slasher movie fan. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I know they're all trash. Shut up. I like them. <laughs> um. In fact, I think I even put a Friday the 13th movie on my uh, coffin you list. You yeah. Did, yes. mm-hmm. um, so I like the so I like the Halloween movies. Uh, and I think I'm going to be in the minority of Halloween fans when I say that the current series of movies that started in 2018, I don't like. Um, they did a lot of retconning to the series that I thought removed interesting elements uh, like for the longest time, it was just established that that Jamie Lee Curtis's character Lori was Michael Myers' sister, and right. that is why he was targeting her, like because he had killed his whole family and he was trying to finish the job. Um, just saying, Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Like, come on, get Michael Myers on board. He'll he'll take care of it. But uh, this current series did like made the weird decision of like removing that family connection. They're like, oh no, they weren't siblings at all. But then they still are like focusing on this Michael Laurie dynamic. It's like, but you took away the the reason that was even a thing. Um, they did and then on top of that they just got like really high off the smell of their own farts is the best way i can say it like um halloween kills a few years ago uh was like they the whole premise was like what if the paranoia in haddonfield caused by michael myers caused like the community to turn on itself aren't we the real monsters it's like no i'm pretty sure the seven foot tall psycho in the shatner mask is still the yeah uh, he's the real yeah monster there Uh, to go to get to that level yeah and then like in this one they're trying to be like what if like the evil that michael myers represents is like a contagion in the community and haddonfield just needs to heal and i'm just going here like motherfuckers like it's fucking halloween uh this isn't a complicated movie series this isn't a complicated premise just you know for fuck's sake guys just Give me a good slasher movie about Michael Myers trying to kill his sister. That's all I fucking need out of this series. Why are you... I I guess to to go back to our uniform discussions, it's kind of like a good Halloween movie is like a two-inch putt, and these guys (laughs) overthought themselves and blast into the sand trap, and it's... It's just like, like, See, look, we, all, guy, we, we always land the plane on this show. It just takes a while. Yeah. And it's like, I appreciate like you guys had some ideas about where you, it's like you wanted to explore kind of the deeper elements of like what a trauma like this would represent for community and whatever. But like, it's Halloween. It's, it's, it, this is like low rent schlock and like, yeah, we all like it, but like, let's not forget why we're all here. So I'll just say the first Halloween was a stone cold classic. I thought 
Well, in terms of like Halloween, I really love the first two. I love the first two. Halloween three gets shit on, but in retrospect, it's actually pretty good. Um, then there's a lot of crap. Um, but I really liked H2O, which was Jamie Lee Curtis's first return. And then I really liked the two Rob Zombie reboots, like like when Rob Zombie just rebooted the whole series right. um, in the in like the twenty in the late two thousands. I really liked those. Um, this current iteration of the franchise that just ended, again, interesting ideas, some good ideas, just not executed in a way that I liked. I knew I was in for a rough time because I really didn't like Halloween Kills a few years ago. And when we walked into the theater for Halloween Ends, uh, we walked in just as the previous showing was leaving. And these guys walked out right by us, and one of them was going, that sucked more than the last one. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, wow, okay. Um, that's... Um, all right. That, that's a uh, that's interesting. So yeah, that that's my that's my take on Halloween and how uh yeah, uh don't I guess the, the moral here is um schlock horror writers know your fucking lane and uh, stay in it. All right, Mandy. Uh I have I finished up watching The Boys. I'm all caught up on all three seasons of The Boys. Great show. Yeah. How was season 3? Good. I mean, it's 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 been the same consistently pretty good just intensely violent gory show intensely uh, violent gory show that seems particularly apt at like capturing just it's a great it, it's it's a great example of like yes uh, you can be you can do an entertaining show that understands the issues of our time i guess it's oh weird. yeah it's a it's yeah. a big it's a giant mirror to the look the politics and culture of the last few years while still mm -hmm. having some humor and not taking itself overly seriously it is distracting though that uh, dennis quaid's son is the main actor i still like see dennis quaid all the time yeah. um but he's he's fine the, the cast is good it's a good show if you haven't watched it it's worthwhile checking out the boys um i did finally get around to watching the hunt for red october uh, oh, how'd you like it? It's fine. It's inferior to Crimson Tide, but I, I, I enjoyed Fuck it. Fuck you, bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 no. When it comes to sub movies, like, and I think I said this when we did the coffin list, like, like Hunt for October is my 1A, Crimson Tide's 1B. Like, they're both excellent. No, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, yeah. I liked it for a lot of the cast was, it was just a stacked cast. Like, I was entertained. Um it was, I just feel, you know, I, I still am, uh, you know, big enjoyer of Crimson Tide. I prefer Crimson Tide, but I feel like Crimson Tide would not have been made if it wasn't yeah, for Hunter October, October. Definitely is the reason that movie got made. Um, yeah. Again, that's the movie that could have launched Alec Baldwin into being like an action star, but then he demanded Harrison Ford money and, and they, they got Harrison Ford out said, well, we could just get Harrison <laughs> Ford. Ford right. the, uh, <laughs> I also, um, me and the wife are starting on some of the Jeffrey Dahmer shows that are on Netflix. Oh, I've heard good things about those. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I know a bunch about the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff and I don't think it's nearly as, I don't know, I, there are far more interesting murder slash serial killer type things out there in the universe, but they're, they're, yeah, they're going good so far. Um, we also subscribe to Shudder for uh, just a kind of, uh, you ever heard of Shudder? It's like it's basically like a horror movie show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A streaming um, service. 
I, I don't subscribe to it, but I've been tempted a few times. There, there's a lot of stuff on there that I like. That I, I, wanna, I imagine you, I like. if you like, you know, horror schlock, then it's the place for you, Mike. Um, uh, well, well, like I just canceled my Netflix subscription, so I've got some extra cash to throw yeah, around. It's funny because I'm thinking about dumping Netflix, too. Well, I'm changing I'm changing Netflix up. They're offering a like six dollar a month um, version with ads. And I don't really give a shit about the ads in Netflix or streaming services or whatever. I'm, I've gotten used to them. I'd rather just pay them far less. Yeah. And I mean, it's really it's just, not a bad trade off, in my opinion. I, I, I um, like to me, the thing that got me to cancel Netflix was it was the price hike plus the account sharing. Um, yeah. Like they restricted all that crap. They restrict all that crap, and it's like you know, don't be a don't don't be a bitch, guys. Like <laughs> is basically my reaction. But yeah. yeah, no, if um, you know, I I have been contemplating subscribing to Shutter for a while now, mm-hmm. and with Netflix now out, I've got some extra cash. I guess I could throw around. Yeah. To that. So, I say I think it's yeah. it's like fifty five, fifty six bucks a year. Uh, and there's Not all bad. sorts there's all sorts of promo codes you can use to get it. We watched um, we watched a bunch of originals from from them, uh, Revenge. Raw, who invited them? Watcher, those are they're they're. I can't describe them because they're you know you've you've seen one horror movie, you've seen them all, but they're they're well done. They actually have some pretty good stuff on there. So if you are interested in horror movies, there's some pretty good quality stuff on oh, awesome. Shutter. We just watched the new Hellraiser remake um, the other night. I've heard Hulu. mixed things about that. That's fine. Like the original uh, Hellraiser is. You know, among you know enthusiasts of the seventies, eighties horror movie um, sagas, uh, Hellraiser is kind of like uh, I don't think it's necessarily like got this great tradition or anything to it. It's just no. people, people people know like Pinhead and the Cenobites or whatever, but like they nobody really remembers what the movies are about. You know, no, like- no, no, no. The most I know about Pinhead, actually, um, Hellraiser is kind of a blind spot for me. The thing I know most about Pinhead is that um, at one point, the ending to Friday the 13th, part nine, the final Friday, which spoilers, not the last one, <laughs> um, uh, was going to be Jason goes to hell and meets Freddy Krueger. And then they start fighting. And then like they're separated by Pinhead, who goes like, gentlemen, is there a problem? Jesus Christ. That's not even yeah. what Pinhead is. I, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> like Pinhead. <laughs> sorry. I say Pinhead and the Cenobites. All they are is just like beings who like want to explore the uh, edges of human sensation. And mm-hmm. they have no difference. They don't know no difference between pleasure and pain. And it's, it's just sort of a weird unsettling thing. Like they have nothing to do with any of these other like ghosts or hell beans or nightmare or, creatures. you know in terms of slasher movie just like psychos with knives yeah, like just, just, they, they are they're culturally they're intertwined but like cinematically they should have no business with one another ever mm-hmm. what were you saying greg i i was gonna we were talking about the horror films and all that and mike brought up twilight i was gonna ask back then but have you guys ever seen the original Fright Night? Not the one they did. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, I've seen the original Fright Night. Yeah, I, I just if you like vampire movies, I'd highly recommend it. It's, it's oh yeah, no, I, I love I love Fright Night. Yeah, uh, okay. It's great. That, that, that was my only question. Yeah, but but the one thing I wanted to to, to also finish this on, and I because I promised Greg I'd talk about it during this this. Oh right, Homeland. Is, is, so um, for those uh, unaware, I live uh, presently in Tampa. And uh, I had to evacuate for the uh, hurricane that came by a few weeks back, and which was really fun because I had just gotten back from a friend's wedding in Ontario, 
my first time uh, back in my home country since lockdown ended. And uh, it went and I was looking forward to after that whole weekend, the whole, you know, basically doing the whole wedding, catching up with friends weekend thing. I was looking forward to getting back home and just kind of crashing and enjoying some time off. But no, um, we landed and immediately got an evacuation order, which was just (laughs) amazing um but uh i guess the point in all that is that uh evacuated uh to my aunt and uncles who live down here and um my uncle late to the game he's he just got into homeland a few months ago um and so we show up at, at at his place he's like yeah like um i'm on the last season of homeland and that's probably going to be what I'm going to watch as we're all locked down. So, you know, he had control of the remote. So we kind of had to watch the last season of Homeland with like no context. Like I've never seen Homeland. So like, I don't know, like, like I'm just going in completely blind into this final season of this eight season television show where I know nothing. Um, and I just, I, I, I wanted to ask you, Greg, um, is, is the main character of the show supposed to be wildly unlikable? Was that by design or did it just turn out that way? I don't think it was by design, but it sure as hell turned out that way. Because it's like what what I did know about Homeland, which was uh, admittedly very little, was that Mandy Potinkin was in it. Right. And um, I knew that, like, I knew that the, the main character was... I didn't even know her name at the time. I used to do like blonde CIA lady is the lead character of the show. And so I I had that much context and I'm just so, so I'm sitting down like watching season eight of, of, uh, of Homeland and we got through it in a few days and I'm just, I'm just watching this. I'm just like fascinated. Like this is the main character of the show. Why do I hate her? Like I shouldn't like, 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 is this intention? Like, like it's a bold move to make your protagonist just utterly unlikable and everything. You know, but she was, I, and she wasn't as unlikable. She got way unlikable towards the end. I never finished the final season. I'll just, we'll wrap it up with this. Homeland was a hell of a concept for the first season, maybe even two. Mm-hmm. It was basically it boiled down to they'd found this American soldier who had been like basically a POW. I think it was in Iraq or maybe Afghanistan. I don't remember which one. doesn't matter. And when he got back, he kind of gave signs where they thought, you know, he might be he might have turned while he was over there. And we're not sure. And that was basically the first season, season and a half. Did he turn? Didn't he? And you never really knew for sure. So they finally established whether he did or not. I won't spoil it for anyone, but well, see, see, here's the thing, right? Is that like I was, I, I found that out later because I, I wiki, I Wikipedia the, the, the show, um, but like in the in the opening credits to the final season, they still have those sound bites in the first two seasons, right? And so, like, you hear the main kid, she's, like, going to this, like, this, this, this U.S. Marine. It's like, it's like you are a traitor to the country, and I'm like. This guy's not in the show. What the fuck's this about? Like, I, I don't. I, it was he was played by Damian Lewis. He did a great job. Great job. Yeah, I was just I, so. But anyway, uh, I think he was gone after season two, though. And I, do, I do, 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 do you want to know how the show ends? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay, so um, what's her face? Blonde CIA lady. Um, Carrie. Carrie, right? So she defects to Russia. Oh, for fuck's sake. Are you serious? Okay. 
so 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 okay so it's established that uh saul mandy patinkin's character right has a has had a mole in the russian government since the cold war who has basically been feeding him like high level russian state secret secrets since the 80s anyway um claire or carrie sorry carrie decides that like the only way to avert nuclear war is to betray the source to the russians oh my but, god but the russian wow. but but saul is like go fuck yourself not gonna happen so they base so she arranges for a kgb hit squad to essentially drug saul and extract the information from him and um, the Russian source who had been Saul's mole, she has to commit suicide to avoid being captured by the Russians. I, you know what, dude? I don't even give a fuck at this point. That oh, is so no, 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 no. stupid. The, 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 the ending reveals that Carrie is now in Russia, like defected to Russia and is married to some KGB agent who she has oh, a history dude. with that I don't understand but she marries this dude and they're living in moscow and then it's revealed that she has become the new mole and is working for saul behind the scenes even though like her she's basically like a female edward snowden but she's secretly working for the cia yeah so that's the end oh my god i'm so glad i didn't waste my time um Anyway. You asked me before we started the show if, like, having no context makes it good, and I can say no, it doesn't. Uh, right. I was, I was like laughing by the end, like, what the fuck's going on? Which is a shame because I like Mandy Potinkin, but the thing about it, right, is that, and I've talked about this before on the show. I'm a big Criminal Minds fan. Uh, Mandy Potinkin was the star of that show for the first two seasons, and in my opinion, <coughs> the two best seasons of that show. He left Criminal Minds to do Homeland. He well, he was really good in Homeland for probably the first three or four seasons, and I, you can't blame him. Well, no, 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 I don't, I don't blame him. But, and from what I saw, he was by far not the most egregious part of it. But I just like Mandy. I lost good criminal minds for this. <laughs> like... the, the first, I would say the first three seasons are well worth. They're very good. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets mind bogglingly fucking stupid to the point where, well, you saw where it ends up. Well, 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 well the other thing that, 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 that was hilarious is that in season eight, and I don't know when you stopped watching Greg, but in season eight, at one point, um, the president has to resign. <laughs> So then the vice president becomes president. And then and then that and then so now the new president goes to Afghanistan to tout a new peace treaty and gets shot down by the Taliban. Yeah, yeah. So that's, he, so, that's so now brand. So now the new president's dead and his vice president is now president. And there's this whole thing going in the background about is he gonna nuke Pakistan or not? And it's just no, it, it really. Oh my god! Like, like this, like the best way I can describe it is like this was written by like a high schooler who's yeah. really into current events. If, like, if they were smart, they would have they would have reset the whole show after the second season and started like a new cast. Keep Mandy Patinkin; he can be the thread because he's the, like a top CAA guy. 
everything runs through him, but the but like Carrie and a lot of the side characters. I just did not like her. Like, like she, like, like, like I, I got the sense in that eighth season that they, like a lot of the tension was doing like the whole classic thing. It's like our protagonist is like being held back by like, uh, uh, like the dumb bureaucrats, but it's like, all of like the the all like the authority figures who were quote unquote like holding her back like all came off as reasonable and she came off as just irrational and angry and I'm like am I supposed to hate her or is this by design that I hate and like I don't understand I don't, I don't know yeah we could go on I'm gonna night. I'm gonna fucking hang myself if we give the show another right. minute <laughs> okay, anyway, we've got like anyway, forty five minutes over up. Mandy, you could have done better. Come back. <laughs> Why did I have to lose you on Criminal Minds? Uh, show's awful. Uh, yeah. Fuck Homeland. <laughs> well, let's wrap it on that. Yeah. No, let's wrap it up. Go ahead. And send us home, Greg. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Basically Sports. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, The Stitcher, and wherever fine podcasting is sold. We will see you next time. See ya. Latest.